What's up, guys? Beer here back with six of my favorite plays. Five bats under $20. Who a starting pitcher in a dream strikeout matchup. And of course, my favorite tonight, who is it? Belly up to the fantasy bar. Find out. Welcome in, guys. Tuesday edition beers, daily fantasy six pack. Glad to be back here in the fantasy bar once again. Six guys fresh off the tap for you using Yahoo pricing. But guys, I like on FanDuel and DraftKings wherever you are playing tonight. Let's get started right away. One note before we do that: Coors Field on the docket. You know the rules here in the fantasy bar. Way too easy for me to give you Coors Field bats. Just go back to the well. I know it disappointed last night. But a great spot tonight. But we're going to give you some hitters to use outside of Coors Field and keeping those bats under $20, trying to make life easier on Yahoo. Let's start at second base. Robel Garcia, just $13. So been very quiet recently. I think that'll keep people away. That's going to help us. When we want a low-owned guy like this off the radar. I think Garcia could be that for us and been very good this season. You see the Woba at 371, and you know when Adam Wainwright is on the hill, I want some exposure to some left-handed bats for the Cubs and Garcia quietly has been good in the power department as well as ISO over 300 to go along with that Woba well over 300 Wainwright you know against lefties 378 Woba ISO over 200 43% hard contact rate so some nice lefties in that lineup no doubt got a guy like Anthony Rizzo Kyle Schwarber but I'm gonna go off the radar here to lead us off Robel Garcia at $13 all right let's go to the outfield here with a red hot bat that's Kettle Marte of Arizona $19 so seven multi-hit games for him over the last 11. So swinging a very good stick right now. And the price, very attractive as well. It was $19 the other day. But before that, haven't had that cheap of a price on him since earlier in the month. So it was max price as well back on June 30th. So we're getting a little bit of a discount here. Even at $19, I think you can call this a buy low and has been absolutely elite against left-handed pitching. ISO at 303. Woba. Over 400 at 416. A lot of hard contact at 40%. A high value hit rate at over 12%. So really checking all the boxes you're looking for. And Jay Happ, you know, a guy that I pick on as well, gives up a lot of home runs, but the fly ball rate, the hard contact rate. What's up, guys? Beer here back with six of my favorite plays. Five bats under $20 on Yahoo. A starting pitcher in a dream strikeout matchup. And, of course, my favorite play of the night. Who is it? Belly up to the fantasy bar. Find out.
Welcome in, guys. Tuesday edition beers, daily fantasy six pack. Glad to be back here in the fantasy bar once again. Six guys fresh off the tap for using Yahoo pricing, but guys, I like on FanDuel and DraftKings wherever you are playing tonight. Let's get started right away. Before we do that, Coors Field on the docket. You know the rules here in the fantasy bar. Way too easy for me to give you Coors Field bats. Just go back to the well. I know it disappointed last night, but a great spot tonight. But we're going to give you some hitters to use outside of Coors Field and keeping those bats under $20, trying to make life easy for you on Yahoo. Let's start at second base. Robel Garcia, just $13. So been very quiet recently. I think that'll keep people away. That's going to help us. We want a low-owned guy like this off the radar. I think Garcia could be that for us and been very good this season. You see the Woba at 371, and you know when Adam Wainwright is on the hill, I want some exposure to some left-handed bats for the Cubs. And Garcia quietly has been good in the power department as well as ISO over 300 to go along with that Woba, well over 300. Wainwright, you know, against lefties, 378 Woba, ISO over 200, 43% hard contact rate. So some nice lefties in that lineup, no doubt. Got a guy like Anthony Rizzo, Kyle Schwarber, but I'm going to go off the radar here to lead us off. Robel Garcia at $13. All right, let's go to the outfield here with a red-hot bat. That's Kettle Marte of Arizona, $19. So seven multi-hit games for him over the last 11. So swinging a very good stick right now. The price, very attractive as well. It was $19 the other day, but before that, haven't had that cheap of a price on him since earlier in the month. So it was max price as well back on June 30th. So we're getting a little bit of a discount here. Even at $19, I think you can call this a buy low and has been absolutely elite against left-handed pitching. ISO at 303, Woba. Over 400 at 416. A lot of hard contact at 40%. A high value hit rate at over 12%. So really checking all the boxes you're looking for. And Jay Happ, you know, a guy that I pick on as well, gives up a lot of home runs. But the fly ball rate, the hard contact rate, both over 41%. I think Marte stays hot in this one. And we get him at just $19. All right, let's move on to another bat that's red hot on the other side of the game. That's Edwin Encarnacion, $19. So we'll stay at that same price point at $19 with a guy trying to keep up with the Martes. Six multi-hit games, 4E5 over his last nine. We know righty on righty, this guy has always been a good power hitter. 261 ISO this season. 20 of his 30 home runs have come against right-handed pitching. And the Yankees projected to score over seven runs tonight. Why? Because Mr. Clark has been awful against righties. Woba over 400 allowed. ISO at 309. Again, fly ball, hard contact rate, combine them together. Both are over 40%. Not good against a team like the Yankees and all their power bats. Ride that parrot of E5 to a home run. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go check out YouTube and find it. But E5, going yard tonight, taking that parrot for a ride at just $19. All right, back to the outfield here with Michael Conforto, $17. So starting to heat up a little bit here. It's been an up and down season for Conforto, but always a guy I like against righty, especially a righty that gives up a ton of power, and we'll get to that in a minute. But Conforto now two home runs over the last two games. You see the Woba approaching 400 against right-handed pitching. Nice 264 ISO for him as well. And I mentioned the pitcher, Mr. Lopez, been an absolute 
train wreck against left-handed bats. 387 Wobo allowed, ISO well over 200, fly ball rate at 46%, hard contact rate at 38%, and just a 17% strikeout rate. So not going to go in there and mow batters down. Really pitching the contact here, and Conforto makes it three. Out of three nights with home runs, has a big night against Mr. Lopez. Now, we like the Mets bats. We also like the Mets pitcher here, Noah Syndergaard, $49. So, on the whole, as a season, the strikeouts just haven't been there for him. 23.7% strikeout rate, way down from what we normally see, but 25 strikeouts over the last three starts. And I don't know if it's an audition to be traded, something we're going to definitely have to keep an eye on with Noah Syndergaard. But against the White Sox, one of the best strikeout matchups you could ask for. Third highest strikeout rate in all of baseball against right-handed pitching at 26%. Second lowest ISO as well against right-handed pitching. And Syndergaard does a great job of limiting hard contact. So we love the high ups. everybody and welcome again to the yahoo daily fantasy tournament show i'm 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 doing this This is my show now i love this show and i'm doing it with uh, most of these days we're doing it with kirk d so guys kick on back we got about an hour of baseball mlb coming at you tonight with a big 14 game slate we are going to uh, break this thing down game by game without further ado let me bring in my co-host here my man my uh I'll call him my MLB mentor. He's my mentor because I'm, 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 I'm scuffle, I scuffle in baseball, man, but I'll leave it to the smart guys like Kirk Deese and Dave Potts and those guys to steer me in the right direction. So, Kirk, what is up, man? I talked to you a few times last week. We got some more shows on the on the horizon for this. Uh, how are you feeling out there? Feeling good. I uh, finally lost last night on Yahoo. Oh, I had did a- I break your two-year streak? I mean, it, it was like it was probably like a 10-day streak going, something crazy, but... Uh, so you know what that does is that it refocuses you, refocuses you, recalibrates because it's like it's like that Bruce Arians gif. While all of a sudden, when like I lost, what? <laughs> so today I'm ready. I'm focused. Uh, we're gonna make some money and uh, figure.
up, everybody. Feels like deja vu. Welcome to the Yahoo Daily Fantasy Tournament Edition. I'm your host, Head Chopper. We're going to talk baseball here for about an hour or so coming up. We'll talk uh, the 14-game slate for about 40 to 45 minutes. Then we'll start building a lineup on Yahoo Tournament lineup. And uh, and we'll do it as always here. Well, most of the time here, I'm joined by my man, my mentor, my DFS uh, MLB guy, the guy I turn to, along with some other smart people on Roto-Grinders. But he's one of the guys, Kirk Deese. Kirk, we, you were talking, you were kind of talking into the thin air. You were just talking because nobody but me, me and Devo were listening. But you were saying last night, first night in a, quite a while, that you actually lost on Yahoo. Yeah, it took an L last night. So it was like that Bruce Arians gif when all of a sudden you were, I lost? What? What's going on? And so what, yeah, what that does is that refocuses us, uh, you know, put a lot more into today. And I'm ready, ready to uh, start a new streak here going. So uh, hopefully we're going to put figure out uh, what the what the nuts are here on uh, on air. You know, I'm not saying Yahoo is a, is an easy place to win. Absolutely not. I would say if you're if you're building your bankroll and you're getting started, it is a great place to start. Uh, not that I'm on your level, certainly not. And I'm I'm not oh, even chop. You 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 started. You are the level. You're the, the you're the level that we all aspire to get to. Well, let's say uh, Yahoo. You know, for some reason, you know, I still find myself. Oh, DraftKings, FanDuel have the bigger tournament, so I want to go play over there. So I, you know, don't play as much on Yahoo. But you know, every night or so, I'll put in an entry into their big tournament just to see what happens. A lot of nights, I'm looking the next day and I hit the email. You won 50 or you won $60 or you, you know, you won 70 bucks off of a $15 entry. And I'm just thinking now that you're talking, well, I should really be putting those things into cash games and putting them into more tournaments because yeah, it's a place you can win over there. But, uh, you know, of course, I'm, I'm one of these fish. I'm going to go chase the big money. But that's neither here nor there. We got a lot of things to talk about. We got this big slate here. We got this uh, and we got a lot of promos. I got to get to some promos first. Guys. First of all, you got to like and subscribe. Whatever video format you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on the RG page, hit that little button. If you're watching on YouTube, like, like and subscribe button. That's our friend, man. That's what we need. You got to understand we do a lot of premium stuff here on Roto Grinders. A lot of stuff behind the paywall. But a show like this, this isn't behind the paywall, man. So you can pay us off by just hitting that like and subscribe button because believe me, we're not holding back information on you. We're going to give you everything we got for this, even though we don't have a lot of lineups out and stuff like that. A lot of news is still going to break. We're going to give you the best we got on this show. Least you can do, guys. Hit that like and subscribe for us. All right. All right. Me, before you get to the next one, let me give a quick Yahoo plug here. Please do. I'm just going to give a tip for the people who don't have premium um, and why you should get premium. One of the easiest ways to make money on Yahoo is simply is to play golf, PGA. Um, and we have great – what you do is you watch Noto's uh, uh, model video we also have ownership projections and, you know, and projections for all golf on Yahoo, which, you know, some people don't even know we have. And uh, it's so easy to build a really solid lineup and just make make money. Just lay it in those cash games, you know, just put a lot of volume in and uh, make some money. I'm not kidding. I, I don't know anything about golf, but I make money playing golf because of the content we have. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I, I would not argue that one bit. I think if, if all you do is play the right games and you listen to the guys like Noto and STL and follow uh, some of that stuff, you can make money off of it. I, I would 100% agree with that. And I'm going to give Yahoo some more love right here. The Yahoo best balls, they are live. Join a league today. 
They got the best balls for football. I know Kirk is into that. He gets into all those best balls. He pretty much kicks it off in June. He's, he's best balling it up. But, you know, get the, uh, the Yahoo best ball. Get in those leagues today. It's actually, what are we, about a day or two away from August, man. Once it is August, you know you can start smelling that football. You can smell it. So get in on that. If you need a little help, the RG draft kit is there for you. Uh, that, that doesn't cost that much money either. So that's good stuff right there. I don't know, Kirk, I got to get your opinion on this, too. Next thing I want to talk about. Big news these last couple of days. Fantasy Draft has gone rate-free DFS. It's a model where you just pay a monthly subscription pretty much based on how much you play. You pay a little subscription fee, but everything else is rate-free. So uh, it's, it's, it's a whole program. You need to read up on it. Uh, you know, it's based on how much money you play every month. They'll charge you a certain amount of money. But you don't have to worry about the 15 or sometimes 20-plus percent on some of the sites have on some of the tournaments. It's rake-free after that. So, Kurt, I need a, what's your opinion on this whole fantasy draft rake-free situation? Um, I don't have an opinion yet. Um, I don't play much on that site. Uh, I have played dabble from time to time. But I certainly will look into it. And, you know, it would be interesting to, like, you know, to first – the situation where, you know, you play the big dollar tournaments on DK, but then play all your cash over on uh, where you get the, the really reduced rake. Um, you know, I'd, I'll have to crunch the numbers and also see how the action is and the, the, the skill level and whatnot. But it sounds interesting. Yeah, it does sound interesting. I'm kind of in the same boat. I, there's so many sites. I don't play as much there, but the rate free thing is, is interesting. And I'm going to look more into it because, uh, if you've ever heard me go on some diatribes before, some of the things you do got to watch out for, some pitfalls or bad payout structures, too much rake, things like that can can really hammer you in DFS in the long run. So I'm going to check that out. But uh, let's not forget about the RG Bash promo. It's out there. You know, I don't know if we're going to drop a link in chat on that, but the RG Bash promo is out there. All you got to do is switch your little avatar thing to an RG avatar. And you have a chance if you finish in the top 10 in GPPs with a certain criteria, you match them and you give us that screenshot. Boom, guys, you're going to get one month free combo premium access here on RG. Now, in addition to that, all you got to do is switch over and you may just get your name called out on air like this right here. So I got one, two, I got five guys here I'm going to call out. These guys, I'm not calling them out. I'm not, you know, I'm sweet, getting a sweet Punani. <laughs> oh, no, that was... That was yesterday. I didn't get a chance to get that one. That's too bad I didn't get that name, but I'm sure Dean butchered it. But uh, got five guys. Let's start off with uh, hmm, DS Modi. I'm going to go DS Modi. I don't know. DS Modi, props to you, switching your avatar. Oh, man. Ricky 5CHS. Now, I'm going to assume that doesn't mean Ricky 5 inches because, Ricky, I hope you're more than 5 inches. But Ricky 5CHS, shout out to you. Come on, that's close to the average male. <laughs> you keep telling yourself that, fellas. <laughs> I'm good with that. All right, uh, next one. Who I don't know. KC Edo one 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 three or KC Edo one one. KC Edo. I'm gonna go KC Edo one one three. Props to you for switching your RG badge. Hoops seven seven. Oh, for a second, I thought that was gonna say Hoops twenty four seven. Switched to RG badge finally. Hoops seven seven two. Props to you, man. Uh, switching your badge over. And then last one, Jay Hooms. Jay Hooms switched over to the RG badge. And props to him for doing that. And there's your five shout-outs, guys. Good luck to you in your tournaments moving forward. Hope you get that top ten and get that premium access. Now, whew, now we got to get to it, man. 
Now we got we got some a uh, lot of games. It's a Tuesday night. You know, Tuesdays and Fridays are typically all in 14 or 15 games. So here we go, guys. You ready, Kurt? I need your help. I'm leaning on you because we got a lot of stuff going on here. We got the MLB trade deadline tomorrow afternoon at about one or two o'clock in the afternoon. So you expect any big moves to go up, go down? I have no idea. I'll just wait for the bombs to, to happen. I mean, the weirdest one was Stroman already. So we'll see what happens. Like it, it'll be like Stroman will be the only one that was moved and it ended up being on the Mets. And that would be like the complete opposite of what everyone thought. Yeah. Now, do you think, uh, now do you think since they, since they brought in Stroman, wouldn't it be a little bit counterproductive to now go, and trade away a guy like Syndergaard? I don't know. I've read various things how they were trying to, you know, potentially hijack the the pitching market now to, you know, increase the value of Wheeler and Syndergaard, but I really don't know. Who knows what the Mets are thinking? All Ever. right. Well, I don't know what's going on either, but uh, let me ask you this. Are, we're going to get into this in a little bit, but Syndergaard is on the slate. Are you at all scared to roster him tonight thinking maybe last minute pulling back and you get your zero or, or is, you know, it's not like he's been dominant this year. Is it even a guy that, is it a guy we can fade? I ain't ever scared, Chubb. Um, well, so, I wouldn't be scared either if I won for two straight years on Yahoo. Except last night, man, Roth, Roth scared me and made me change my lineup at 7.03. And, uh, scared, man. Roth uh, is the guy that brings it on you. And I ended up taking that bum, uh, Kelly, who I hated. Oh who I hated all day. Um, anyways, uh, Syndergaard is an awesome play tonight. I'm not scared. I think this is the showcase for him. I think he wants to get the hell out of New York uh, Mets organization, and we'll probably see the best of Syndergaard tonight. Um, and, uh, you know, plus there's pivots we can make uh, if we, you know, if, if they end up pulling them, you know, right before game time. Fair enough. Well, you said you said you mentioned Roth. Let's check out the weather report real quick to make sure we don't go over any games that are red or red orange or anything. I'm looking. I'm pulling up this. Uh, I'm not sure if this is free access right here or not, but uh, just the forecast. I know his weather edge is probably behind the paywall, but just the weather forecast looks pretty clean tonight. I see a yellow, and yellows do not scare anybody. Once he gets to red or red orange, that's when you should be scared. I'm not. Well, he wrote a big old paragraph there on Toronto, Casey. I don't know what that's all about, but uh, it says green. That's all I need to know. So uh looks like everything's going to be in play. So with that being said, let's get to it, man. First game on our board here. We got a game playing right now, so we're obviously not going to cover that thing. That's That was just a little showdown action for you. First game on the board, Atlanta, Washington. Eric Fetty pulled the old tail on. Ten and a half total. Even odds here uh, at Washington Games at Washington. What do we think about the pitching here, man? Uh, we we want no part of the pitching. No part of the pitching. Well, then we must be in line with some hitters here. What, what's our what's our prospects on the hitting? Hitting looks pretty darn good. So what we're gonna do here is we're gonna look up weather edge real quickly, and you're gonna see it should. Let's let's uh, see my okay my weather edge that's coming out my uh, my knockoff really likes this spot for weather 88 degrees 67 dew point should be great spot for hitting tonight two bad pitchers Tehran um and uh Fetty both bad you can there's a lot of plays here in this game so you know it comes down to pricing and how your builds um go but uh I'm using uh definitely going to be using a couple of guys here from this game 
at least at this point, the way my lineup shake out. And probably, you know, the guy, depending on first plate base is kind of rough tonight. So we did get the lineup on the Washington, uh, on Washington, Howie Kendrick made the lineup because uh, Matt Adams is still uh, on the shelf here. Um, and so he's batting fifth, which is a decent lineup spot. He's cheap. He's eight bucks. He just helps your overall roster. Um, Tehran, we usually like the lefties, so it would have been nice for, for Matt Adams, but he's been pretty bad, uh, against righties this season. It's pretty comparable actually, you know, he's given up close to 38% hard contact, um, more isolated power against right-handers, uh, this season and, uh, Howie Kendrick can hit. So for eight bucks, that's a really solid value play. Uh, one of the top plays overall on the outfield tonight is Juan Soto, um, you know, uh, gets the platoon here against Tehran. Uh, good hitting weather. So really like that. We can always look to uh, Trey Turner um, at shortstop, although I probably will not be using him, but part of stacks for sure. And then Rendon is, you know, obviously Rendon should always be considered in stacks. You can use a lot of these guys. Um, but, you know, Kendrick is the guy that I'm probably going to end up with tonight, at least at this point. Juan Soto is someone I'm trying to make work. And then the other side is Freddie Freeman is the top, in my opinion, would be the top overall projected point uh, uh, first baseman on the other side of the game. We get Ozzy Albies up there in the two spot because of uh, Swanson's been on the shelf. So uh, and then we get the cheap value of Adam Duvall. Now, when you're playing one of these cheap value bats on Yahoo, what are we looking for? We're looking for a bad pitcher, which we got with Fetty, who's terrible, a bad bullpen behind, which we've got with the Nationals, and a guy who can just get us a home run for, for min price, right? Adam Duvall has power. He, you know... He's uh, hasn't panned out so well on, up in the major league level, but he's always had power in, in wherever he's been, whether it's triple A or the majors. And he's, you know, had his power in triple uh, A when he was back down and now he's back up. And uh, you know, so I think that's a good spot for a home run for seven bucks. Yeah. All right. So I'll just add on to that. I think you, you, you covered it all. The offense is where we want to be in this game. You're going to see some some higher totals out there for some individual teams. You're going to see some better hitting spots, per se, you know, uh, things you associate with home runs and stuff. But make no mistake about it, uh, Washington can be a launching pad at times. It just depends on, like you said, the weather. I laugh at the dew point, but, man, that stuff makes, that stuff makes a difference. So uh, if we get the good weather going in here, this thing can be a launching pad. This is one of those where – those guys who do 100 lineups, 150 lineups, and lineup HQ are going to set – got to set up. Which you can't do on Yahoo, so don't yes, worry about it. props to that. But if you are doing it on those other sites, you know, you're going to set some, uh, some of your exposure, a good chunk of your exposure to Atlanta and Washington, four or five-man stacks because, uh, I, I, like you said, man, this, is, this has potential to be all this, this game, This game can go absolutely wild. It has I agree with potential. that. And, and uh, now, like you just said, it's a good thing. If you don't want to deal with that, Get over on Yahoo, man. You can only play. I think it is a nine or ten tonight. Probably, it's usually a ten limit entry, nine on golf, but ten on ML. It all depends on the size of the tournament, but it's usually ten would be the max. Sometimes it's seven, depending. Yeah. But so up on to the big tournament, you're only ten. That's all they can roster is ten, so they can't stack everybody against you. So get in on that. That's what. That's a good thing about uh, Yahoo for sure. So let's move on to the next game. Ah, this one's a little bit uglier. San Francisco Giants at Philly, 10 and a half total. Drew Smiley, Tyler Beatty, minus 136 for Smiley. Any interest in these pitchers? Um, it's so, again, another spot. This one, the weather edge absolutely loves. Um, 
it says that we can expect a 31.1% increase in home runs. So, I mean, how can you not like this? How can, how can you not, based on 103 games? Really? Yeah, so how can you not like this spot for, uh, for, for hitting at least? But um, I would like some Tyler Beatty potentially as a cheap punt, but uh, not tonight in this weather against the Phillies. Um, there's some other spots. Now, the interesting thing, the optimizer projection play at the moment um, is Drew Smiley, believe it or not, because he, you know, got his groove back, um, you know, down in, uh, in AAA. Um, and, you know, after not, he's not on the Rangers anymore um, and uh, come back and had a really strong start uh, against the Pirates. Now, the Pirates are terrible. Um, but he did. They also are a low strikeout team. He did strike out eight Pirates. Um, he is was once upon a time a strikeout pitcher um, who had some stuff. But man, I'm not. I'm not going there tonight. Um, people are going to go there, and uh, I get it. And they're going to want to pay up for bats. But um, I'm probably not going to do it. Yeah, I think you said uh, at one time. At one time, the guy was really good back with uh, was it Tampa Bay where he started out and. He came up as a pretty good prospect, so uh, he's got it in him. It's just a matter of his, does he figure it out. And so you're telling me the only thing really holding you back is the weather edge on Drew Smiley. No, I'm just not buying it yet that he's back. Um, for 28 bucks on Yahoo, you I could get it. For 28 bucks, I get it. And for some, you know, you know, making some tournament lineups and the, the big deal GPPs, I get it. But he's going to be a popular play tonight in cash games, I think, for just because the optimizers are spitting him out. So um, I'm going to fade personally because, you know, I'm just not a, I'm not a believer yet in him. Well, but gonna, I'm a believer in targeting the Giants, though. I am. We are. A, uh, we're going to build a lineup here in a little bit. I'm going to keep smiling in the back of my mind because uh, you never know. 28 bucks. I, I love a good. Uh, I, I'll have a decent strikeout pitcher for 28 bucks. You just never know. So he's good enough, even though the weather's pretty bad out there for pitching. He's good enough, though, to keep uh, a muzzle on the Giants' bats, this juggernaut offense. I, I assume you don't have much interest. Or are you going to go bust? Maybe this is the Buster Posey night right here. Or what do you say? I think Posey's in play, depending on uh, how some other uh, catchers shake out, um, if they make the lineups or not that we're waiting on. But um, uh, uh, Slater batting third looks pretty tempting to me. He's got power, 227 ISO, 366 Woba. He's 11 bucks against Drew Smiley, who, you know, did struggle all year um, with Texas. Yes, he had his good start, but like I said, me personally, I'm not buying him. So uh, in this good hitting environment here, Slater looks pretty tempting to me. Posey's could be in play. Um, did Austin make the lineup? Let me check some. Tyler Austin is in the lineup and yep. Austin Slater. It's ten bucks. That's another play you could play for uh, for first base for ten bucks. So those would be the guys that I would kind of key in on. Skremski, probably not tonight. Solano would be interesting at thirteen bucks. It's second, but um, I like play other plays better. So Slater would be the most the guy that would most likely make my lineup. It's possible I'll end up using him. Tyler Austin would be someone I'd consider. That's about it. On the Philly side, uh, five and a half, almost 5.6 implied run total. Is, is, would you say just about anybody's in play one through seven? I'm actually a believer in Beattie and his um, his okay. pedigree and his changes that he's made um, and his slider's been working. But uh, this is a tough ask. Like I said, any other night I would be interested in using him, but not tonight um, in Philly. 
um, in this weather. So I think the Philly bats are definitely in play, definitely in play for a stack. Um, and you know, you, it's going to come down to pricing what, what you can make work, but you know, Bryce Harper, um, certainly could go yard, could, could double dong tonight. Um, and, uh, you know, they're just Segura. I mean, I just like other plays better, but this would be kind of a, it would be Harper or a stack, or maybe you could play some Reese Hoskins or real Muto, but it's, it's really just a stack for Harper as a one-off. Yeah, I hear you. Fair enough. So I think you make a good point. Point being that BD's BD's pretty good. The weather is telling us we should take hitters, but this is a pretty decent pitcher. So if the weather really is that big of a factor, and they're going to get to him because of that. Let's get a bunch of these guys in there, you know, but we don't need to one off a guy here or there, because if this guy really is the real deal, then maybe the weather won't even matter. So lots of good points right there. Next game on the board. Interesting. Arizona at New York, 11 and a half total. Oh, Taylor Clark on one side, Jay Happ on the other. New York's back at home after I'd say they, I call that a thrashing. They got thrashed in Boston, at least a couple games there. Their pitching staff got absolutely smothered now they're back at home with a big total against the guy that they should be able to hit up on yeah first off taylor clark uh, sure i assume you don't have any much interest in him and then jay hat any interest in either one of those guys uh no interest in pitching this is ridiculous spot uh for hitting um now you know i never the yankees implied team total is pretty high it was approaching seven i think it's somewhere it's between six and a half and seven runs right now so um vegas certainly likes them i like them you know taylor clark is terrible I, you know i'm just not a believer in any of these arizona pitchers really to be honest with you they just don't have strikeout stuff you know we're, we're below average he's a below average strikeout pitcher to both certainly a below average pitcher strikeout pitcher um let's just pull this up what he has to left handers 13 and a half percent k percentage to left handers nine percent value hit massive ISO to both sides of the plate, massive wall. I mean, this, this just screams Yankees all over it. All so, right. I mean, judge is one of my favorite plays today. Hicks is the, um, plate IQ rating is I think the highest on the slate. Is that correct? Yep. Has the highest plate IQ rating for a hitter on the slate. And that makes sense because he'll be hitting from the left side who, and so there's 13 and a half percent strikeout percentage gives up massive power. Um, He's leading off, which is beautiful. So, yeah, I mean, I love Hicks. I love Judge. I love Encarnacion. I love Boyd. I love Gregorius. I like Glaber Tor. I like, I mean, stack this team, but uh, Judge is going to be probably in my main lineup. Yeah, fair enough. What about the uh, Diamondbacks against the left-hander there? They're an okay team. They're nothing to, to write home about. So, what about the Diamondbacks? I mean, Hap's been hittable all year. Problem is the bullpen's pretty good, but we know that uh, – JSU, my boy, is going to like uh, Cattell Marte if he's on crunch time. I don't know if he is, but if he is, I guarantee you he's going to lead off. That's his favorite play on the slate. Um, and he should – he's a solid play. He's a buck cheaper than uh, – he's leading off, so he gets the top of the order. Uh, he's got a 303 ISO, 416 Woba. Hap has been hittable all season long. Uh, another awesome spot for weather. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot to like here. I think uh, – Stacks, one-offs, anything's in play in this game. Fair enough. You heard it here first. Get in on that Yankees offense. All right. All right. So, let's see here. Next game on the board, Minnesota at Miami. Ah, Jake Odorizzi, Zach Gallen, 8-8 eight, eight for a total. That's not a very big total. Uh, 
minus 150 for Odorizzi here. Odorizzi, Gallon, two pretty decent pitchers here, at least decent enough, you know, to get to get things done. But Minnesota's offense is going to take a bit of a downgrade being in a National League park. It's not very good for hitting. What do we think about the two pitchers? Is there any way we can play one of these guys? I think so, right? Well, uh, Odorizzi is going to be chalk. He's uh, – He's a little bit uh, underpriced on Yahoo. So he's – so right now, uh, my player pool for a pitcher, what I'm trying to decide on my main lineup, it's between Verlander at the top, who I'm probably not going to play, but I definitely like him for GPPs. Um, I just have too many bats that I'm going to prioritize. But if I can get to him, um, I will. Cindergard, uh, Griffin Canning, Jake Odorizzi. Those are my, like, four. So I want two of those four. Um and uh, Odorizzi is the cheapest at 38. So it's the, all about matchup. You know, maybe some people shy away because of his recent struggles, but he's still, you know, those, some of them were tough matches. Some of them were in tough weather conditions. This is in Miami. Um, this, he still has a 25% K percentage. They strike out a ton. They are very anemic um, against right-handed pitching. Yes, they blew up um, yesterday against uh, Merrill Kelly, but he's just really – your really? boy. Yeah, he's bad. Odorizzi is a much better uh, skill pitcher than uh, Kelly. So, um, and plus, Odorizzi's going to be looking to bounce back. I think we'll probably see a pretty good start from him here. I'm not, I wouldn't be so worried about his recent form. I think this is a really good bounce back spot. You're going to see a good game from him. Let me just check umpire. We got anything. Pitcher's ump. It's another another bonus. Um, Zach Gallon, on the other hand, this is a kid I like. Um, the walks have been a problem and a struggle, but He's up there for K percentage on the slate. He's got a 28 K percentage on the season. Um, it's just a really tough matchup for him. Uh, for yeah, GPP. I got, I got I got him pulled up and played IQ, and I'm, I'm looking. The first thing that jumped out to me, you got four of the first six hitters in this lineup just don't strike out very much. It's going to yep. be to really get a grip on. I mean, I know he strikes guys out, but boy, the it's a it's an extremely tough tough uh, matchup. But it's it's good park. And, you know, stranger things have happened. It wouldn't shock me, you know, first time seeing him um, if he ends up having a good start here. So I think for like if you're trying to make a Yankee stack with some cheap pitching, then he's certainly in play. Four, sure. All right, next game on the board, Houston Astros, Cleveland Indians, battle of the uh, American League here, eight and a half total. Oh, man, it's a good pitching matchup. Shane Bieber and Verlander. Verlander's minus 130. Where are we rank? I mean, obviously, guys like this were always in play, no matter what. On this big slate, where do we rank? Where do we rank these two guys in, in the grand scheme of things? I mean, raw projection, uh, Verlander's got to be right up there at the top. Um, you know, it's funny. It's some uh, the bat is actually projecting Syndergaard a little bit higher, but um, Verlander deserves the the highest uh, overall projection. So. You know, it's not the easiest matchup. Cleveland's been hitting lately. They've really absolutely come alive. Uh, Jose Ramirez has been raking, finally. Um, Kipnis has been been hitting the ball well. You know, there's so there's always home run potential against Verlander. But, you know, I still expect him, even though it's not the greatest K, K matchup, that bottom of the order certainly is. So Bowers, Perez, Allen, uh, Naquin, those are all high strikeout guys. And he's capable of mowing down all these guys. So I expect a good strikeout game and some home runs potentially, you know, maybe for like a Lindor or a Ramirez or a Kipnis. And on the other side, Bieber coming off of a, just a uh, masterpiece 
masterpiece of a game, but now he gets this Houston lineup, which is pretty tough. So how about Bieber, man? Where are you, where are we ranking Bieber at? Bieber fever. Um, I mean, he's legit. He's a beast. Um, I just don't want to pick on uh, Houston. So it's just, it's, and I don't want to pay the price. So it's like, we've got, we've got other really good options and good matchups. So it's just really hard to get to him. Now, can he throw a, a, a gem and, you know, have a GPP winning performance. Absolutely. So don't, don't throw them out of your player pool. But uh, if you're playing, like I play mainly, I play one main lineup in like all of the cash and GPP, smaller GPP stuff. And uh, Bieber wouldn't make that. All right. Now's the time I'm going to invoke the, uh, an executive decision here, which is we're going to skip the hitting in this game. Cause I just don't think it's worthy to talk about. We got to get moving anyway. And Verlander Bieber is not really a, games you want to target you want to target hitters from that game so do yourself a favor you could scratch those off your player pool if you want to if somebody comes out with three dongs or two grand slams and beats you then chalk it up to variance man pittsburgh at cincinnati this one's tanner roark joe musgrove 10 for a total here with roark being minus 142 in cincinnati hitters ballpark talk to me musgrove uh i've heard a few rumblings about musgrove today not too much ownership doesn't look too great on him and roark i haven't heard very much about him today so a couple of uh under pitchers maybe what do you think about the pitching matchup yeah you cannot play musgrove on yahoo um yeah, he is definitely in play on like DraftKings, um where he's nice and cheap but uh you just can't pay 45 bucks for him here i mean we can get there's plenty of guys we can get, you know, that are, but we can get older Izzy for seven bucks cheaper. We can get Syndergaard for just a couple dollars more. So uh, unfortunately I just don't see the upside playing him. I think for GPPs, if you're, you could play uh, Tanner Roar. Um, it's not going to feel good. It, he's not a high strikeout guy. It's just all about a matchup against a, an anemic team, like uh, the, the, the pirates who are just, playing terrible so um you know it could work out for you for 35 bucks and help you build some bats it's probably not be someone i'll end up using but i think that i wouldn't fault someone for doing that on the uh, offensive side of it is musgrove good enough maybe he's too expensive but is he good enough to where we don't have to worry about taking cincinnati guys here no uh every pittsburgh Pirates starter is a certified loser okay fair enough I promise you that every single one, there's something wrong with all of them and uh, hot, nice weather since he um, start, you know, this is a good series for them. I expect the bats to be uh, going off here a little bit tonight. So scooter uh, Jeanette is just like a must play a catcher for, I know it, he hasn't been hitting that well, but he's done all right. Um, starting to come around and he's nine bucks. So he's batting fifth, you know, that power is going to show up eventually. And uh, lefties have given Musgrove a problem in his past, and he's just nine bucks. Just it just really helps your overall lineup. So uh, Winker is in play for you know for thirteen bucks leading off, um, and uh, Scooter is definitely in play. So who was the Pittsburgh pitcher that got traded midseason last year? Gave up a ton of walks when he was with Pittsburgh. Then he gets traded. I I think it's to Tampa Bay. I'm not. He got traded, and then he goes and just starts dealing. Who was that kid? It's oh, kid. it's uh, it's Tampa Bay. It's um, he was with the Austin Meadows. It's Glass now, Tyler Glass now. Glass now is the guy. Yeah. So Glass now goes from Pittsburgh, then he goes to the another another team and starts dealing. 
Now these guys got some talent. Archer, Archer has talent. He's not good, but he, I mean, these guys might want to think about maybe another pitching coach, right? I think things yeah, might not work. It's, either, it's either the catcher or the pitching coach. Something is, is just terrible. We don't but. have a good framer, man. We need some of those siege framing stats is what we need right now. But I agree with you. They're not good, but sometimes that's not even their fault. Sometimes it's just bad coaching. So uh, we didn't really hit on the Pittsburgh offense. Are you that much interested in them against Roar? Um, no, I mean – Josh Bell has really fallen off a cliff, but you could play him. Um, Adam, let's be honest. I'm not playing a single bat here. All right, fair enough. Let's move on. We got Tampa Bay speaking of Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay travels to Boston here tonight. Nine and a half total on this game. Nice little pitching matchup here. Charlie Morton on one side, David Price on the other. Price is minus 142, but Charlie Morton is the uh, better pitcher by far. He's also more expensive, though, so. Pitching matchup here. What do you think about these two guys? Playable, yay or nay? Yeah, I mean, these are two good pitchers, so they're definitely playable. It, I'll give a warning. Oh, it, Morton. Morton, just, just Morton is a beast. He's an absolute beast. Balling, man, once he stayed healthy, he just started balling, right? He's a beast. Tough matchup, tough ballpark. It is really hot here today in Boston. It's going to be hot. We're looking at a 70-do point chop. You know what that means. Yeah. That's inside, that's insider trading right there. You, you're not allowed to be in your own city and then give a weather report like that. That's insider trading. Uh, one little plus for uh, David Price. Uh, Tommy Pham just got scratched um, out of the lineup. Um, he would have, he's a bat who's done well against David Price in the past. Um, Price has struggled a little bit, but it wouldn't shock me if he came out with a good, good start here. This is a team that does strike out a lot against left-handed pitching. He needs to come, you know, to – to right the ship here it's just really hot so but his price is tempting at 44 bucks so i could see that working out for you but uh again this is not a favorite spot of mine for either you know, i don't want to be a dead horse here kurt yeah but it just occurred to me charlie morton spent his entire beginning of his career in pittsburgh where he was terrible then goes to the Strohs, turns it around now he's a cy young candidate with tampa bay Pittsburgh, something's going on. Something, something's in the water out there, man, but not good luck. So with that being said on those pitchers, though, they're, they're probably good enough for us not to have to worry too much about the uh, taking bats in this game, right? Correct. And the pricing is tough. So, like, Darnold would be a good play because I think he just made the lineup because Fam got scratched. So, But he's $21, so you just can't prior – or I, mean, oh, I guess he was in the lineup anyway. Um, I don't know. So he's, it's just tough to play him. The only bet, Matt Duffy, you could play at third um, for like a cheap punt, but like Arenado is only $5 more or uh, $6 more. Um, I mean, there's better plays, but so let's be honest, like you, this game could go off. So you could stack somebody, you could stack against David Price and the, we know the Boston bullpen struggles. So, you know, that, you know, Garcia could certainly hit a bomb for 13 bucks. Um, so you could you could make that work for GVPs, but none of these guys are making my main lineup. Fair enough. Next game on the board, Seattle travels to the Hitters Park in Texas with an 11.5 total here. Nice little pitching matchup for hitters. Mike Leak against Ariel Gerardo. Yeah, minus 128 on the Texas side there. Big total here. Small park. Uh, hot weather. I don't want to give insider trading because uh, – well, I'm, I'm a good five or six hours away from that park. Who am I fooling? So, but it is hot in Texas. That's no, that's no, uh, you don't have to really do too much research on that. Any interest in Leak or Gerardo? No interest in pitching. So we can just. Uh, Let's talk about some bats. Then. Seattle's, right. not, 
Typically, they're just not a good offense, but this is a fair enough matchup for him in a small part. Any, anybody stand out to you in that lineup that we don't have yet, but it's going to eventually come out? Yeah, so Gerardo's just a low strikeout pitcher, very hittable. Um, and the guy that the guys that seem to struggle with are the right-handed bats for some reason this season. Now, which doesn't kind of play very well for, you know, we kind of want the lefties, right? Like those are at least the the guys on uh, Seattle that give us the most upside, like Narvaez, uh, Vogelbach. Um, let me just refresh here, see if we have a lineup. We don't. Um, Domingo Santana. I mean, these guys' pricing isn't great, but like, all right. Uh, I like Omar Narvaez. If I can get to him as catcher, he would be one of my top plays. Vogelbach is certainly uh, a decent upside play on Seattle. Um, I can't pay 17 bucks for J.P. Crawford. I get it for GPPs if you want to do a stack. Um, Malik Smith, that could work out for you. Um, and Tim Beckham is someone, if he makes the lineup, that could be in play. But uh, And if you, really, not, if you really need a cheap player third I guess you could play Kyle Seager I wouldn't but uh you could um but really I like the other side the Texas bats more against the homer prone Mike Leak in this ballpark in this extremely hot weather uh, Mike Leak's had some good outings yeah and you can't pinpoint how man he's just like he comes out with some gems out of the world well, looking at the numbers on plate IQ first off like you said right-handed hitting uh he's only striking he's striking out less than 15 percent of those guys and uh, 20% of lefties, so he's not striking guys out, and you would say, okay, no problem. Maybe a lot of ground balls, maybe a lot of soft contact. Nope, you scroll down and you see all this red down here. Lots of lots of hard hit contact from both sides of the plate. You know, that doesn't bode well when you're not striking guys out either. So uh, we got a Texas lineup looking here at plate IQ, which ones may stand out the most. It looks to me like uh, near the top of that order, we got a couple guys who we can Kind of pinpoint two is it seems like he's been in the Major League Baseball for 20 years, but uh, he's just still getting it done. Still got good numbers this year. Santana's been hot lately. Is there anybody we can pinpoint from this lineup that you like? Besides just a stack, because we know we're going to stack him, right? Uh, love Chu, obviously, first off. I can get to him for 17 bucks. Uh, Nomar Mazar is a good play. Elvis Andrus is kind of that cheap uh, shortstop, cheaper shortstop that, you know, could make your overall lineup better. He doesn't have the highest upside, but, you know, a matchup against Leak is certainly in play. He's a guy that does hit right-handed pitching a little bit better. Um, problem is he just hits so many ground balls. But um, Willie Calhoun would be my favorite from a price point perspective. Uh, batting fifth, um, 12 bucks. really like that play. Would be fine. I'm, I'd be fine if I end up landing there for my main lineup. That's fair enough. We got. We know we're going to get hitting in that game. Let's move on. We got about uh, roughly 10 minutes or so before I want to start building a Yahoo lineup tonight. So uh, next game on the board, the Mets and the White Sox in Chicago, American League ballpark for a National League team, smaller ballpark too, with a nine total. Syndergaard on one side, Ronaldo Lopez on the other side. Lopez, nice cheap option tonight if you want him. Pitching here, you've already talked to us about Syndergaard. You think he's one of the best on the slate? What about the Lopez kid? You save a little money there, and he's not a bad pitcher. What do you think about Lopez? Yeah, um, he's he's coming around. He was a guy who uh, really came around in the second half of last season, and he, you know, it's he's got the arsenal of pitches, but he just never seems to command them well. Like he's always having a problem with one of his pitches, which then makes him struggle. When all of his pitches are on, this is a guy who's capable of striking guys out and throwing up a really dangerous good 
start. Uh, matchup with the Mets isn't that scary. The problem is he's 42 bucks on Yahoo Chubb. So I would I would like him if he was like 32 bucks, you know. Um, so I don't can't get there. Forty nine dollar Noah Syndergaard. I'm playing him. I'm I'm playing the narrative of get me the hell out of the New York Mets organization. And against this matchup, it's the nut matchup for strikeouts. Uh, his strikeout stuff has been better recently. Um, and uh, I think this is a showcase game for him. So, you know, you saw what Wheeler did in his last start. Uh, I'm expecting Thor to go out and dominate this start here today. All right. I'm going executive decision here. We don't really need to talk about the offenses. It's too good enough pitchers. The Mets offense isn't that good anyway. Chicago is going to run into, like you say, a, probably a bus all tonight with Noah Syndergaard. Not much interest. If I told you any hitters from this game, I'd be lying because I'm not playing any of them anyway. So next game on the board because we got several games to cover and not a lot of time. But Toronto at KC with a 10 for a total here. Mike Montgomery on one side. Sean Reed Foley on the other side. I'm not gonna make I'm not gonna make the joke about the van down by the river Saturday Night Live. I don't, even, I don't even know. Matt Foley, you know Matt Foley. All right, fair enough. Before you chime, I know up. Axel Foley. I'm a little bit. There you go. I'm a little bit older than you. Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Oh, that was that's how do you know that? I know that. That's way back in the day, but you don't know Matt Foley from Saturday Night Live. Weird. All right, pictures right here. Does any, either one of these two guys do anything for you? Nope. Good. What about offense? We got Toronto against the left-hander. Anybody stand out for you? Uh, nope. Wow, really? No Vlad? You can play any. Okay, so there's both of these guys are high. Anybody, but nobody stands out. Both of these guys are high walk pitchers. It's good hitting weather. It's a bad ballpark. Uh, bad bullpens for each of them. So this these games are like, would be like a stack or nothing for me. So like if you want to throw, play some ownership game, and stack up either side of this game, I'm fine with it because of with the high walks, um, this this potential to uh, bat around and uh, put do some damage to either one of these pitchers and and these bullpens. But um, the the pricing doesn't set up very well for there's like just not any play here that stands out to me. You know we got a projected lineup out for Toronto right now, and uh, we don't haven't seen the real lineup yet, but it does say Bo Bichette leading off. Now I don't know if you're aware that Dante. Is- that is daunting. Now, did you know, as you looked up and down this Toronto's lineup, it was the general manager who got word from the owner at some point about three years ago. The man said, I want to form a nine-man hitting lineup of all offspring from former players in the league. So they went out and started drafting Bichette, Guerrero, Guriel, the brother of Yuli Gurriel. They're on their way. That would be quite a feat if they could pull that off. Well, that was intentional, so that's a props to them. They're, they are trying to pull that off right now. It's like a Vigio. I don't even see Vigio in the projected lineup, but he's another guy. So it's going to be an interesting lineup when it all takes shape in about two years, and they've got nothing but nine hitters that are all offspring from somebody else. But uh, Mike Montgomery pitching for Kansas City on that side. We don't – we're fair on the hitters over there. Any Kansas City hitters against Sean Reed Foley we can take advantage of? Um, Solaire would be the guy. I mean, he just was always the guy with that line. Maryfield. I mean, those are the two best ones. Um, Gordon. I mean, you can play again. It would be like a stack or nothing for me. Next game, you Darvish gets Adam Wainwright, Chicago and St. Louis, eight and a half total, minus one twenty-two for you. You Darvish, Adam Wainwright. How you feeling about those particular pitchers? Um, use and play. 
um, for sure, um, but his price is, is a little too high here on Yahoo. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be strictly for GPPs. Adam Wainwright has actually been better, but, you know, he's someone I'm not scared to take batters against. Let me just see a pricing here. Garcia leading off for 13 bucks is interesting. This is a guy who's been flashing a lot of power. Wainwright is a guy who could certainly serve one up to him, so I could get behind that play. Caratini could be a cheap catcher play. Uh, for eight bucks, but uh, yeah, other than that, um, not in love. Uh, Javier Baez, um, solid play always. That's about it. Fair enough. And uh, talking other side of the game, they're starting to heat up, but uh, I'm not really in love with any of them. Yeah, you say you're not in love, but what if what if what if I put Phil right in front of you? Would you would you say you maybe perhaps? You are in love. I'm in love with my dog Phil. I, I love that. I love. I love him, man. I would take a bullet for my dog. Heck yeah, man. There you go. That's how you do it, guys. Now we got the Coors Field game. Oh man, Julio Urias, Kyle Freeland, projected pitchers here. Fourteen for a total here in Colorado with Urias on the mound, who's actually pretty good. This is that's a big number right there, one you can't ignore. Uh, obviously, pitching is this is not something we really have any interest in, right? No, because he's not stretched out. He's um, he's not going to go very long. Plus, it's in cores. And uh, I mean, the only if if I had to choose a pitcher, I would take a dart throw on uh, Freeland. But uh, I don't like either of them. So no. So we got all this offense, all these big numbers coming out here. I mean, what do we? Where do we even start here? Let's. So let's start on the on the uh, Colorado side because they're facing a pitcher who's actually. Pretty good, I think. He's got some talent. He's got some – I don't know how he's going to react in course field, but he's got some pretty good stuff. Back into the bullpen is not bad at all either. Some of the middle stuff is a little bit of a – is a rough go for them. But is that is that enough to where you look at that big number on Colorado's projected team total and say, well, maybe I can fade that team? Or, or are you just like, nah, I'm going to take whatever I can? Um, I mean, this is the spot I'm going to look to first for offense tonight. So. Colorado? Yep, just it's just yeah. the way it shakes out. Um, I don't expect uh, Urias to go very long, and um, you know the bats did wake up a little bit. We'll see if Blackman ends up making the lineup. I don't think he will with the back. Um, and uh, but Trevor Story and Arenado are certainly in play. Arenado has fallen off a cliff. Had awful July. Just been a really struggled. But uh, you know came. Had a had a couple good at bats last night, and uh, he's eighteen dollars. He's got the platoon at home against the lefty. I mean, you have to play him. So he's he's a guy that I'm locking in for third base. Um, if I can get to Trevor Story, that's who I want. Uh, it's going to have to be lineup construction to see how that works. Um, other than that, uh, the other side's interesting. It's just uh, I mean, AJ Pollock is just the lock. He's fifteen dollars, so he's the lock cash play of the day. He should be the first guy in your cash lineup. Um, should get a good lineup spot. Um, and gets the platoon against Freeland, who's really struggled with right-handed batters, and it's in cores. Got a quick question for you from the YouTube chat. Uh, while we're on this game, is it possible to fade cores tonight altogether? And yeah, yeah. Do you have any reason why, with this kind of a number, it would be an okay to fade? Because uh, okay they're going to get a lot of ownership, and there's there's other great spots. There's the Yankees. There's uh, I. I mean, I think the Reds are going to do some damage, but um, there's the the Rangers. There's other high implied total spots, and you know, chalk busts. It happens. Dodgers busted last night, right? 
chalk bus and baseball quite a bit so i i would agree with that you're just going to line up percentages. What are the odds that the Dodgers or Colorado is the highest scoring team on the night? They'd get the highest percentage, but what would that percentage be? I mean, it would max out at probably 11 or 12 percent. Yeah, it's probably like tops 15 percent. Yeah, maximum. So that means you got a good 85 percent that somebody else steps up. Somebody else steps up and ends up scoring more runs. So that would be the reason you fade. If you're playing cash games, you'd probably look here first, look for cheap guys, but in tournaments, definitely fade. Let's move on. Detroit. At the Angels, nine and a half total. Drew Verhagen, Griffin Canning, kind of a disappointment of uh, he's been lately. But uh, any interest in either one of these pitchers? Um, sorry, who? Drew Verhagen for Detroit. Oh. Griffin Canning for the Angels. Griffin Canning is my man. He's your uh, man tonight. Now he's been. Now he's disappointed me this year quite a bit. Yes, sir. So, we, but tonight's the night, right? Tonight is the night. He's finally got the mat. So, like, we've been waiting for the, the the spot for, like, him to just, you know, he's been very disappointed. He still comes in with um, a 25% K percentage, but uh, a 13.6% swinging strike rate. But the thing that stands out to me with him is, let me see if I can find it here. Hold up. Is his, he's got the pitch repertoire to do, to do real damage. Um, and, He's got, you know, the, the worst pitch he has is his, is his uh, fastball, but he's got a really good slider that gets 47% whiff percentage. He's got a, um, a high strikeout curve with uh, decent horizontal movement. He's got uh, a plus changeup um, that gets good whiff. So he's got the arsenal. He's got the four pitches. He's got the fastball, slider, curve, changeup. And, you know, if – and then not only that, his uh, – his control has been pretty good. His walks have been down. Now he's been punished and given up some power, but this is just the worst team, the Detroit Tigers, and they just case so much, right? Like, so they won last night. So this is a great revenge spot um, for the Angels, and Griffin Canning needs a solid start. He's got all the tools to do it. I think Odorizzi is going to be the chalk, and uh, I would prefer Griffin Canning finding the, the $4 extra to play him because I think he's going to have a massive strikeout game tonight. You know who else has good horizontal movement? Ricky Five Inches. He, he, he gets it. He gets it in there from side to side. Ricky, Ricky my man. Yeah, that's right. Is there any hitting? It's briefly. It's, briefly you know hitting. what they say though. It's the motion of the ocean, right? It, it's the angle of the dangle. That's, that's <laughs> the angle of the dangle. I like that. So, is there any hitting from this game that jumps out to you, or can we just move on to the next? Oh, game? Angels are fab. And this is true for Hagen guys. Angels are awesome at any of these places. Otani is priced. Otani is is priced right for eighteen bucks, so he's a solid play. Um, probably hits a home run tonight. Um, Trout is obviously probably the one of the top overall plays from a projection standpoint on the slate. Justin Upton looks awful. You get that revenge a little bit against his old team, but this is just an awful pitcher and an awful bullpen. Um, Cole Calhoun um, has really come on strong uh, the last month, so. Um, and you know, you could play Tice at the bottom of the order that no one's going to play for GPPs with some power, especially with that, uh, shortened, uh, right field fence over there that they did in, in, uh, at Angel Stadium. So, uh, yeah, I love the Angels for bats and I will not use a single Tiger bat. Last game on the board. We got about five minutes in there and we need to build our lineup ASAP. So last game on the board, Milwaukee at Oakland, Chris Bassett, Adrian Hauser, Give me your thoughts on this game in general and wrap it up in about 
one minute. Give me your one minute thoughts on this game, and I'm going to fire up Yahoo and get us ready to build a lineup. Um, I like uh, Bassett is certainly hittable with left-handed hitters, so this is a tough spot for him. He is a decent pitcher in general, but like Grandal is a good play for catcher, and Mustakas is cheap at third base. Um, like those plays. Uh, it's not a bad stack. The uh, Oakland bullpen has been really bad this season. Um, so this is a potent stack for the Brewers. But my favorite, if the guy most likely to make my lineup, it would be one of two, would be between uh, Mustakas or Grindal. Uh Yelich is a little cheaper than like the higher end Len the Trout. So uh, he's a solid play too. Cool. Let's get um, and then uh, Hauser's not going to go very long. The bullpen game, um, I don't know. I'm not I, in that park. I mean, I you could. I play too much of Chris Davis, but probably not going to go there tonight. Matt Olson would be the guy that I would want the most, but uh, I don't. I'm not prioritizing any of these A's. All right, we got a uh, Yahoo Yahoo lineup ready to be uh, built here. We got two pitchers to start off with. Uh, we've gone through a lot of names. There's a lot of good talent on here. First, first, well. I, I'm assuming that the first guy we're going to plug in is Syndergaard based on everything we've said tonight. Yeah, do it. Lock him in. All right. So then then the question becomes, do we want to go double good pitching or do we want to go cheaper and uh, find a way to, you know, get better offense in there? Do you, I mean, there's some guys jumping out in that lower range that actually look good. But what's your, what's your thoughts? Lower range or higher range as your SP2 here? Uh, one of Canning or Odorizzi. That's what I that's what I thought we were gonna do. So I wanna ask you then between those two guys, I mean, boy, you really talked up Canning a lot. Uh I, I liked Odorizzi, but then again, Canning, you you made some great points on Canning. Which one would is your Canning's my guy tonight. Let's go, Canning. If it's your guy and you and you never lose on Yahoo, you know, I mean you never lose. I, I lost last night. Okay, once in a blue moon. I mean, you know. Everything happens every, every once in a while, but you mostly win on Yahoo. We'll we'll play Canning, that's your guy. All right, let's take a look at this uh, lineup. You know what we're going to do? This is what we should do, Chubb. I think you're going to nope. be on board with it. Nope. My man Stan Lewandowski from the YouTube chat said, Thor Canning plus Tampa, Texas and San Francisco Giants. I mean, what? that's perfect for me. That's what I like. I think Smiley is not good, and he's going to be chalky tonight. Okay. All right. uh, so I can get behind a couple of those cheaper um, Slater and uh, um, uh, what uh, Austin made the lineup. I love, you know, I love big boy, Willie San Francisco. Yeah. I love big boy, Willie Calhoun. Okay. Slow down for me here. You, 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 you jumped me. I didn't, I wasn't expecting that. Not, all right. So I got Frisco's lineup pulled up. This is the easy way to stack on Yahoo, by the way. I love this feature right here. All right. So who are we looking at? Who are we eyeballing? Austin Slater. Oh, they're cheap, too. You said Austin? Yep. No, uh, Tyler Austin and Austin Slater. Both Austin brothers. I like that. One's at first. Tyler Austin's at first. All right. Who else we got in this lineup? Um, so that that's we're just that's all we want is the home run. So maybe we can play the catcher. We can throw Posey okay. in there. Well, well, we'll throw him in there, but we could also come back later and save money because he's not – is not great, but you. But we said Texas was a team that oh, they don't have a lineup for Texas yet. On on I got one on Yahoo. You know where I can. Uh, it's uh, it's Chu oh. leading off for seventeen. That's the one we want. Well, we could do Mazzara. So let's go Mazzara. Let's do a little. Let's do Mazzara Calhoun, and oh, uh, let's see Calhoun. if I don't know what I'm not looking at. You're on the screen share up, but uh, 
let's try to do four, five, six. Let's throw the overpriced Odor in there. But I, I think Odor attorney, man. Odor is a powerful. I mean, this is this is the month. He does this every season. Yeah, he does, man. He does. And then he goes blank for like five and months. He, That's he, okay. He's terrible for yeah, every other. Yeah. All right. All right. We got those guys in there, and we're left with two spots: third base and shortstop. How much cash we got? Uh, 14 per player, 29 total. So we could max out at a $22 player and then grab a $7 player from the other spot. Um, well, let's let's throw hey, Andrew. Can we what? Can we go to Coors Field? If we, I would put Arenado in there, but can we? Can we? We can get Arenado in there. But then, how much do we have? Then we'd have about 11 left uh, over for shortstop. Um, I know that's like two dollars too cheap. Um, let's see here. Let's let's see, shortstop. See, uh, well, Camargo is awful, and he's min price cheap. But somebody, I got, I got to make a decision. I got to make oh. an executive decision. I'm going Arenado. Let's look for an eleven dollars shortstop real quick. That's what I'm we're looking. Running out of time. Devin's not going to like this. We're gonna we're gonna go over, it. and we don't get paid overtime. So we got uh, this lineup with an eleven dollars shortstop. Ah, there's not there's not much out there, but uh, we'll see what the what shapes out when the lineups come out, and maybe we can adjust. Maybe we can adjust one guy. Maybe we can get rid so of. So you the way you fix this lineup is you play Mustakas for fifteen. Okay. And then I think we can get Andrus in there. Is that true? Fair enough. I, that sounds like something we can do. I like that. We're I mean that's the way we're going to roll with. I'm going to tweak it a little bit. We got to wait for all the lineups to come out anyway. But guys, I think it's a good start. I think it's two good pitchings. This guy loves canning, so. Uh, I'm going to fire up Canning because I agree with uh, the things he says when he loves the guy. We got a little, a little small little stack in there from Frisco, who nobody will play. A nice little three-man Texas stack with a lot of power and hot weather and a short stand. I think we're good to go right here, man. We'll tweak it later on, but uh, I think that's it, man. So, guys, thank you for tuning in today. Thank you to Kirk Deese for bringing all this good information, vertical curveballs and stuff like that, dew points. This, you don't get this from some of these other fraudulent companies, man. This is a – Ricky Five Inches, thank you for tuning in. Guys, good Ricky, luck. Ricky, Ricky, my man. Keep your head up, kid. Good luck and all of us give you peace tonight. Until next time, we are out of here. Welcome to another edition of the Monkey Knife Fight Show here on Roto Grinders. I am Turk Ferguson. I'm bringing you some of my favorite props over on Monkey Knife Fight. If you haven't signed up for it yet, sign up using the promo code GRINDERS. Get a free 100% deposit bonus on your first $50. That's free money. All you got to do is play through it, and it is yours, and you don't even have to do any research. Just watch these videos coming out multiple times a week. Throw in these props and let the money roll in. I got four of them for you today. Tune the Yankees game, tune the Minnesota game. So stay tuned. First prop, it's a 2 out of 3 over-under in the Yankees game. All right, so first we have Hap going up against the Diamondbacks here. Over-under, 4.5 Ks. I am taking the over. Maybe a little bit ambitious, but he's get the over of that three games in a row here. He's still not pitching great on the season, and Arizona is a pretty good lineup. But right league average with strikeouts, half league average with strikeouts. But he doesn't walk a lot of guys, so he has a chance to go later on in the game. And the, car, the Diamondbacks do not walk at a huge rate. So I'm taking the over. On the other side, we have Clark, a disaster of a pitcher and a disaster of a matchup, but only over under 3.5 Ks. I am taking the over, and I'm hitting it hard here. This Yankees team is very, very good, but they do have a decent amount of strikeouts in them. 23% K rate in the projected lineup here. That's enough for me to believe that he is going to get 4 Ks. 
Might give up six earned runs in the process, but it's a pretty easy over for me. Lastly, Ketel Marte, over under 1.5 total bases. This is a guy going up against a not very good lefty in half, and he has a 416 wool, but a 303 ISO, and that's with only a 4.7% walk rate. So going up against a low walk pitcher, not great strikeout pitcher, and he's a low walk hitter with a ton of power. He is going to be putting the ball in play often. Take the over here and move on. Next up, a two out of three rapid fire in that same Yankees game. All right, so we have Hap versus Clark. Hap is the better pitcher. Hap's in the better matchup. Hap is just better. Hap's the better play. It's that simple here. Diamondbacks are a decent team, but the Yankees lineup is absolutely ridiculous. Hap has a much lower XFIP than Clark. Clark's sitting at a 5.69 compared to Hap at a 4.82. Adding the fact that Hap walks less guys and strikes out less guys, and he's getting the tiebreaker. This one's super simple. You just take Hap. Hap. Next up, we have Marte versus Hicks here. I'm taking Hicks strictly because of the tiebreaker. Marte actually has better numbers, but Hicks is in the better lineup. He's a guy that strikes out a decent clip, but he's going up against a guy that does not strike out a whole lot of varieties at all. Only 21%, so Hicks' high K rate is a little bit depressed here. He's batting in the middle of the Yankees lineup. Yankees are projected to score 6.6 runs. I'm taking Hicks here, and it's pretty simple for me just because of the tiebreaker. Last up, Judge versus Didi. This one's a real easy one here. It's Judge. Judge has a 383. Woba, 216 ISO versus righties compared to DD with 189 ISO and a 358 Woba. It's real simple for me. Judge is the better play, and it's not even remotely close going up against a guy that gives up tons of hard contact and tons of fly balls to righties. Next up, we have a 2 out of 2 rapid fire in the Minnesota game. All right, so Kepler versus Rojas. Really? This is ridiculous. I get that some people think that Gallon is very good, which so far this season, he's been pretty decent. He's a decent prospect here, and Odorizzi's been struggling recently, but these are two pretty much of the same pitchers. Like, both of them can strike out a lot of guys. Both can get a little wild, give up some runs. Gallon is a little bit less polished, and Minnesota is the better team, and Kepler is the much better batter. 288 ISO, 377 Woba, compared to Rojas with a 80 ISO and a 316 Woba versus Raggies here. Kepler is so far above and beyond the better hitter. It's ridiculous. And he's getting the tiebreaker. Don't overthink this. Just take Kepler. Same thing with Snow here. Snow is getting the tiebreaker. Neil Walker, 324 Woba, 137 ISO this year versus righties. On the other hand, Snow may strike out a huge club going up against a high strikeout pitcher. But even with a 38% K rate, 339 Woba, 271 ISO. Going to be batting in the middle of that or in a better lineup here. And Snow is getting the tiebreaker. Run slash RBIs. This just makes it real simple. It's a volatile category. He's in the better offense. He's the better hitter. Everything is better. Takes the no. Take the money. And go. All right, last up, we have a two out of three rapid fire in the Yankees game. Before we get to that, don't forget to like and subscribe over on YouTube. Let's know exactly when those videos come out. And it lets us get some better numbers here. Like it. And let me know if there's any questions you have in the comment section or any of your favorite props. But let's get to my last prop of the night. Two out of three, rapid fire in the Yankees game. All right, so we have Polanco versus Rojas. I already mentioned how much better Kepler is than Rojas. I already mentioned Rojas's numbers. Polanco's numbers, better than Kepler so far this season versus righties. Doesn't strike out a huge clip, so Gallon's huge K rate is not that much to worry about. 406 ISO, 247 
or 247.9, so 406 Woba, just take it. Just take it. It's that simple. Blanco's better and getting the tiebreaker. Don't overthink it. Take it. Anderson versus Kepler. This one's a little bit tougher, and it all comes down to the tiebreaker. Miami does not have a lot of very good bats, but Anderson is one of the few decent bats in the lineup here. 201 ISO, 350 Woba. Kepler does have better numbers, but not by a whole lot, so I'm taking the tiebreaker here because this is baseball and is very volatile. Last up, Sano versus Walker. This one's a less volatile category than run slash RBIs, but Sano is so much better than Walker, you just take him. It's real simple. You take all the tiebreakers here. Two out of the three times, you're getting a much better hitter. One out of the three times, you're not, but not by much. So you just take all the tiebreakers here and move on. All right, guys, thanks for watching. Hopefully you enjoyed the videos. Hopefully we win all these props. I'll be back again later on this week with some more props for you. Until then, I'm out of here. See you, kids. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
is going on? Roto-Grinders, Dean here. It's Dean Sunday, 904. If you want to get all technical on me, it's actually 503 on the East Coast, 203 on the West Coast, 403, 10 AC time. Of course, of course, I'm just live on the flagship show here at Roto-Grinders. It's called Roto-Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. Join me today. It's one Stevie, TPFL. Stevie, how's, uh, how's Tuesday treating you? Um, you know, if you ask Devin how my Tuesday's going, he'll say that I'm throwing my computer. Um, but Tuesday's been okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Are you in full tilt? I don't. Did I miss something? I thought you're you're good. I was we one tilt. We're so. switching. We're switching the video for how we do videos for the NASCAR package, and I'm trying to learn how to do it. And um, I feel like throwing a computer. But outside of that, my Tuesday's been fine. There you go. Are these uh, this, uh, the the glasses? We're rocking the glasses today. So I was getting bad headaches for a long time, and I got these blue glasses, and I've been wearing them as much as I can when I'm at a computer, and it's been helping my headaches a lot. All right. Uh, hopefully this will uh, this will work for you. And I yeah, I stare at computers all day long too, and it's probably a terrible a terrible idea with my glasses as well. You no, know you can buy prescription ones that have the blue light in them now. I do have that, but like Devin yelled at me once. Well, I wouldn't say yelled at me, but he said like you could see it somehow on the camera, and there's like a reflection, and it looked kind of funky, and chat went nuts. And like, what's going on with the the reflection? I don't know. I'm not really sure if they can see it or not, but uh, yeah, I thought it was just some kind of nonsense. Like you know, they're just like upselling me. Like, you want to add this nonsense for 50 bucks? I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. But uh, <laughs> I'm an easy spell sometimes. Um, we have no more time for pleasantry, Stevie. We lost a few minutes, whatever reason, as far as starting to show top, uh, top of the hour. Uh, and it's a full slate. It's a 14-gamer, so we should just dive right on in, right? A lot going on tonight. Uh, this is a, a massive slate. It's a really good one. It's kind of tricky, of course, with the, uh, the trade de- deadline is lurking in a couple of days, the 31st, uh, you know, sometime in the middle of the day or so, maybe give or take as far as when that's going down. There are rumblings out there about Thor, about Syndergaard potentially getting traded. We saw Urban Santana was scratched earlier today for what it's worth. Urban Santana is uh, in the minor league system for the Mets. <laughs> you guys are not aware. If you don't follow minor league, I'm sure that's a minor league Mets baseball hat you're rocking, right? Probably not. I don't know which team this is. It was a special hat. I, I don't, I, I typically will know which teams they are, but I can never remember which one this one is. But yeah, you know we're me working, and hats. We're working on the assumption that, you know, until further notice, we're assuming that Syndergaard's going to pitch tonight, right? That's where I'm at. I assume that's where you're at as well? Correct. All right. Uh, let's dive right in and talk about tonight's setting. Again, 14-gamer, a lot going down tonight. Before we do that, Stevie, we got to, again, give the shout-outs. We like to give the shout-outs as far as what's going down with the Rotorriders badge. We, we knocked out about, like, 15 names or so yesterday. Looks like five people signed up yesterday. If you're rocking the RG badge, and you finish in the top 10 of certain density contests. Uh, Devin, our fabulous multitasking producer, I'm going to go ahead and drop the link for you guys to get more information on that. Uh, you bink or finish in the top 10, you win yourself one month of free Roto-Grinders premium. Of course, that would be the line of HQ, Jesus Musings, the expert rankings, crunch time, Roths, uh, weather, the ownership percentage, the premium podcast, expert survey, Slate IQ, and I assume you get football stuff too in a month, if uh, depending on when you guys happen to biggest. It's it's for all sports, I guess. I'm making an assumption here. Yes, maybe. Awesome. I don't know. Sure. Let's just say Dean, yes. Let's just say Dean promised it. So <laughs> I got some pull around here, apparently, or somebody's going <laughs> to yell at me. Um, all right. And if you guys are watching this on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. If you guys are asking questions, we're going to knock out as many questions as possible uh, at the end of the show before we step aside and get out of here. But here are the shout-outs. We got. Uh, Jay, the names are not as fun yet as they were yesterday. At least one was pretty fun. You guys uh, remember that? Good times. Jay Hooms. Jay Hooms. Uh, Hoops772. 
Kcito one 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 three, DS Modi and Ricky five CHS. Ricky five CHS. So there you go. If I again, I some of these are just a bunch of letters, and I'm trying to figure out where they start and stop as far as the sentence. But uh, that's the best we can do as far as piecing it together. Give me the screenshots, Davey, because tonight's uh, offense just rules. Of course, there's some really, really strong points uh, to start as far as the sticks. We'll talk about arms first, but just kind of like the general thought, the general approach as far as the slate. Uh, you get a course field game that's got like a 14 to 14 and a half total. You get the Yankees that should mash. Uh, other spots out there that are lurking that are pretty positive as well, too. Uh, how are we approaching this along with, you know, Syndergaard, the aforementioned Syndergaard, Beavers, Beavers, the Beebs. Uh, Charlie Morton, Berlander, some studs, but not in great spots necessarily, but of course they can overcome. Give me the screenshot. Give me the approach to this slate. Bats. Um, I think that's the the best way to say it, right? Like bats is what you're, is what we're looking for today. Um, 2019 in a nutshell, like there's so many great offenses, but there's five games, I think maybe six games with 10, 10 plus implied totals. So there's going to be a lot of scoring uh, on this slate. We have some mid-tier options. It's just more about getting these bats in for me and, you know, not paying up for like a Verlander today um, or a Beaver or a Morton and just kind of saving some money and getting bats is what I'm looking at. Yeah. So, like, of course, in tournaments, you can play Verlander against Cleveland. Of course, on your side, you can play Beaver against Houston, which is, you know, fully healthy now. It looks even better now that they're jumped back in the AL and they can play, you know, what one through seven is just loaded there as far as that Houston lineup. Um, it's the craziest thing with Syndergaard, a guy that has like the big name, but is kind of somewhat disappointing, especially from a DFS perspective, because his Ks are not exactly ideal. They're not as good as like you'd, you'd think, or they would suggest they're perfectly fine, but they're not elite by any means, but they're facing, you know, again, assuming that he doesn't get traded in the next few hours, uh, he's going to be facing a White Sox team that has the amazing combination of like having the, the most Ks and they don't walk. Uh, so that's like the perfect place to go. Of course, it's a negative ballpark shift. Of course, you're facing a DH instead of a pitcher, but spoiler alert, that DH for Chicago is not going to be good. Uh, I'm pulling up the old plate IQ here right now, and 5.1% as far as the, the, the walk percent for this lineup here today, specific uh, to today is the White Sox, you know, 5.1%. That is basically everybody in the red uh, outside of Moncada and the K percent. We're looking at 23.8%, the only two guys that don't really strike out. Tim Anderson back. Uh, from the DL this year, just less than 20% this season. And John Jay, a terrible stick. He'll he'll ground out, he'll pop out. He's not going to homer necessarily, but he probably won't strike out 14.8%. Uh, as far as the dudes at the top, is it Syndergaard over Verlander, over over Beaver, over Morton? And like, obviously, what you said, it sounds like you're going to ignore most of these guys anyway. But if you're playing a tournament, you got to pick somebody at the top. What do you like? Um, it's probably Oda Rizzi over all those guys, but yeah. I do like Syndergaard more than I like Beaver, Morton, Verlander. Um, you know, you talked a lot about this matchup already. I don't have to dig into it too much. It's a team that strikes out a lot against a pitcher that has plenty of strikeout stuff. And, like, when we're looking at it, this is a spot for Syndergaard to maybe showcase. Um, you know, this is probably going to be his last start with the Mets, and if he goes out and dominates the White Sox, maybe the Mets get more for him or he can end up where he wants to be. So. I think this is a showcase game for Syndergaard, so I really like that about it. Um, Morton against Boston, Bieber and Verlander facing each other in Cleveland, two offenses that don't really strike out a ton. So I think that we lean towards Syndergaard, but for me, I, it's Oda Rizzi for me. Um, you know, you get that discount from those guys. It's $900. Um, so 
you know, you look at it from Syndergaard to Odorizzi, it's 900 bucks. It's a great pitcher's ballpark. Odorizzi's biggest issue is home runs, and he gives up a lot of fly balls, and this ballpark should help with that. The roof's going to be closed. So, for me, I, I like the savings on Odorizzi and maybe like an Odorizzi-Canning combo for cash and loading up on the bats. Yeah, I think that's kind of sort of where the chalk is, and it's sort of a strange approach or different approach for my brain because I normally like to spend up on like the quote-unquote like locks of Verlander who, you know, uh, gives up a lot of homers this year. Like I think it's 28 at this point. That is a lot, but he just strikes out so many dudes. He makes up for it. A couple things here, Stevie. Uh, I'm going to go on a, a little, I won't go on a rant, but uh, for one, apparently I've been told in chat that uh, I, I butchered one of those names. So let, let me clarify for the people out there. Uh, Ricky five CHS apparently is Ricky five inches. I was not aware of this. So <laughs> you piece that together. I don't know. That's, that's, what, that's what you, uh, that's what you get for saying you didn't have any uh, good ones today. <laughs> well, I don't know what the implication, uh, who knows what we're talking about, you know? Um, yeah. Well, uh, the whole thing about showcases, what we're talking about. Come on, Dean. I don't know what the dude's talking about. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll roll with that, Dean. We'll, we'll I have no roll. idea. I'm not here to speculate. I'm just here to read. Um, yeah, the showcase game thing is always goofy to me because, like, you know, is there really a GM out there, like, saying, oh, Syndergaard, never heard of him. Let's see. Oh, wow, he just blew away the White Sox. Yeah, I guess we'll trade for – we know who Syndergaard is, right? Everybody knows who he is. There's no showcasing. That's not a thing. It is – it's certainly a thing. It's definitely a thing. You're going to give up more today if you're a GM. Yeah, if he goes out and he he throws a dominant game, you can continue to ask what maybe you're not getting out of a deal. And like, hey, look what just happened. Like, he's in good form right now or something along those lines. Like, he's pitched well, what, in three straight games? So, like, make it a fourth straight game. You know, <laughs> if he goes out and gets shelled tonight, it could be the opposite of a showcase. All right. Well, maybe – yeah. Maybe Again, if I was and a also, G- like – for him, it, it could be potentially his last start in a Mets uniform. And, like, you know, he has friendships with all these guys. So, he wants to go out on, on top with this team for sure. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, you I, like I king narrative, aren't you? Like, don't I am king narrative. But, like, I, I'm, I'm king narrative when you have control of the narrative. And, like, you have control of the narrative, like, in basketball. Like, if you want to take more shots, you can take more shots. And <laughs> in baseball, I don't care, like, how many times you used to play for the, former, the team you're playing against. You can't take somebody else's at-bats. Like, you can't say, yo, I used to play for this team. Can I take your bat? You know, you hit out of order, you get, it's automatic out. It's a whole, it's a whole mess with the lineup card. We're going to get an alert by the time we get done, and it's going to be like, um, Syndergaard has been scratched and traded to hopefully Boston Red Sox. Oh, yeah, because that's what you guys need is more riches over there in Boston. Be, the hey, listen, we need pitching. For... Come on down. <sighs> uh, I have no pity for Boston's pitching woes. Um, I have pity. I watch them every day. <laughs> Plenty of pity over here. Yep. Not feel bad for the Red Sox at all. Um, all right, so you want to give a further sales pitch as far as Odorizzi? It's just it's the price, it's the matchup, and you know it's it's the ballpark. It's jumping to the National League. You get the face of DH now. Of course, these Marlins are terrible. I know they had a good night yesterday. Uh, Odorizzi, he's been in bad form. If he's been showcased, he's uh, definitely going to get less pieces. Of course, uh, I don't think he's on the block or anything, but he's been bad of late. I guess the cure all for that is the Marlins. It's the Marlins. It's Miami. It's a ballpark upgrade. Um, yeah, he hasn't been pitching well, but uh, the strikeouts were up in the New York game last time out. You know, this lineup that came out from Miami, only two left-handed hitters. So we're, we're, we get six righties plus the pitcher spot. Odorizzi has been great against righties this season. He's kind of fixed his issues as far as reverse splits go this season, using that cutter a lot. 
once you start digging into the batted ball profile, um, this team, Miami in general, not a team that's very good against fastballs, and they're terrible against cutters. Like, I think, honestly, it's a it's a safer matchup um, on paper for Oda Rizzi than some of these guys at the top. And when I'm looking for cash games, and especially on FanDuel, Dean, like, when we're looking at, yeah. you know, Oda Rizzi on FanDuel, like, you know, I can I can stack the Yankees. I can do whatever I want with my FanDuel builds. So, for me, um, that that's just one of the reasons that I like go to Rizzi, and um, I don't mind playing him as an SP one on Fantasy Draft or DraftKings today. Yeah, that goes against you know you speak, you speak of FanDuel specific, and that goes against my thought process too. Generally, uh, for cash games, you want to get those quote unquote guaranteed pitcher points, just kind of make it work with a stud like Verlander. Not in the great spot, of course. Again, you can play him in tournaments, but uh, just so cheap today over there, and. We'll talk. I guess that kind of bleeds into the, the Griffin Cannon conversation. I think that one is seven three and one is six seven. Which one's which? Isn't that is that correct? I believe those are the prices over there. They're both yeah, they're both cheap. I don't remember which one's which, but you know, Canning and um, Odorizzi both cheap on Fanduel. So uh, why, why are you taking Odorizzi over Canning? Yeah, I, I like Canning. You know, Detroit. I feel like Detroit is a little bit more talented. The ballpark's more of a hitter-friendly ballpark. So if I had to, if I had to narrow them down, right? Like I'm narrowing them down. I'm taking, I'm taking the ballpark. I'm taking the matchup, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm taking the safer matchup. So I, I, I don't see anything wrong with Canning. Like I said, Canning's in a good spot here. You know, facing Detroit, a very, a very heavy strikeout team. Canning's kind of been struggling recently, just like Odorizzi. You know, that's why their prices are down on FanDuel. So I think this is a spot that Canning gets back on track for sure against Detroit. But if I had to narrow him down and I had to choose one of the two on FanDuel, I'm leaning more towards Odorizzi. Yeah, and last time out, the Canning thing was kind of fluky, right? He pitched two innings in the extra extra innings, like 13, 14 innings or so against Baltimore, where he was expected to play the next day. Mentally, he wasn't there, just kind of thrown in. We can forgive him for that, right? That that's just kind of yeah. You don't even consider that at all. That, that's where I'm at too. Like I know he, yeah. he got shellac pitching the 13, 14 inning or so, and that kind of ruined. That's his really game. hard for a starting pitcher to do. That yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at too, and I kind of threw that out. And like you mentioned, the Detroit team, I don't believe it will line up just yet, but the speculation is we're going to see a bunch of a bunch of righties, you know, on the season canning as far as his splits, basically the same from a K perspective. Uh, you know, almost 26 percent versus righties, 24 and change versus lefties. Uh, a team that's not going to walk a lot, the team that's going to strike out a fair bit at 25.5%, uh, and also well-positioned for that W, too, which you don't necessarily need, but, hey, we'll take those, uh, you know, 4.6 points depending on where you're shopping. Uh, David Price against a beat-up Tampa Bay team is kind of sort of somewhat interesting. Revenge game. How about that? There's your narrative for you. Um, you Darvish has stopped walking people. Look at that. Now he's good. Now he's kind of expensive, though. Uh, these are guys that I think are interesting for tournaments, uh, not necessarily in the cash game, Bill. Feel free to stop me where you're at. And I mentioned Jim Freeshow. I thought Zach Gallon is kind of sort of somewhat interesting in tournaments. You know, who wants to pick up Minnesota, but they have a big negative ballpark shift. They're losing their DH, not just any DH, but the boomstick. Uh, no Nelly Cruz. Gallon's been good outside of just like walking people. And he's had tough matchups. Like he's only been up like what, six games or so. Uh, besides the White Sox, which he absolutely crushed. Uh, he's faced the Dodgers, Washington twice, you know, St. Louis is whatever, middle of the road, Mets as well. Uh, and nobody's going to own him. Like we talked about maybe left, less than 5%. Uh, I don't hate him for tournaments. What else do you have for me as far as the mid-tier? Any of the guys that you want to kind of jump on as far as Darvish, as far as Price, your, uh, your, your Red Sox, uh, you know, Roark versus Pittsburgh. I understand that like Odorizzi and Canning are the clear chalk, but how do we get away from it in tournaments or should we just not get away from it? 
Um, so yeah, just to kind of recap really quick, like price, I like both sides. I like price as a pitcher in this game. When we're looking at strikeout rates, this team has a 27% strikeout rate against lefties as far as the lineup that's out there today. A lot of strikeouts there. Not a great lineup uh, for Tampa today. Don't mind stacking Tampa either. Price is usually either on or he's way off, so I don't hate the stack um, kind of as a hedge situation there. But Price was a guy that I was kind of low on, and then this lineup came out, and I'm like, all right, I can get behind playing David Price today with this lineup that came out there today. So I shifted a little my U Darvish exposure over to David Price. Uh, I still like Darvish. It's, it's a team that can strike out a bunch in St. Louis, very right-handed heavy. So I don't mind that. Um, but the guy that I really like today, Dean, is Renardo Lopez. Um, Sell me. You know, what's that? Sell me. Yeah, I, I talked about him a lot um, on the podcast last night. I did a lot of research on him to kind of just figure out, like, what's been going on? Like, what is happening that, like, all of a sudden, Renardo Lopez has 25 strikeouts over his last three games. And I, I wrote about this in premium today as well, like on lineup HQ. But we look at it, and his, his fastball is up two miles an hour, and it's topping off at, like, 99 instead of 97 where he's averaging. So it's it's a full – two mile an hour velocity average bump and his sliders up over two miles an hour and he's throwing his change up kind of around the same speed as he was so he's throwing that fastball and that slider more and he's throwing it you know as fast as he's throwing it so the strikeouts are way up like Oakland Tampa Miami yeah Miami struck out 10 doesn't shock me but we look at Tampa and Oakland those aren't bad offenses so especially against right-handed pitching so I, I like Bernardo Lopez here as a pivot off of Canning, Canning's going to have a ton of ownership today. Like, there's no doubt about it. He's the clear-cut, safer option in this price range. But you're telling me, you know, 3-1 to one ownership is what I'm looking at? 30 to 10% on these two guys? So, I like Lopez. I did the research. The research says the fastball velocity and everything's up. So, just kind of hoping it stays up because, you know, maybe that all-star break, those 10 days off were, were really good for Renardo Lopez. All right, so I'm clicking the refresh button as far as the ownership. Obviously, ownership is fluid. Uh, Tomino and his team are updating that all the way up to lock time, so it's not uh, – it's most accurate you know, the closer and closer we get to lock. I'm curious uh, as, uh, as far as what we have, as far as ownership here. And I, I think Canning is going to be – yep, Canning's the most popular according to uh, our projections. Uh, 30%, Verlander at 26, Odorizzi at 22. Maybe we'll show this on the screen share later see if things change. Uh, and you're talking about uh, – for Lopez, 10% is the projection, so exactly one-third of the ownership. You're saying if they if we send this out 100 times, you're saying that uh, Canning gets beat more than one out of three times, basically. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, like, it's, it, it's not just Canning. Like, you know, Drew Smiley has 19% ownership. Musgrove is around 19% ownership. Like, I get playing those guys, and I completely understand why people take shots on those guys, but – like, give me Lopez in that situation. Even with the bad umpire behind the plate for Lopez, like, if his velocity is really up, like, the strikeout upside's there against the Mets. I meant to point out, by the way, uh, as far as Tampa, I'm not sure if you saw, if you clicked the refresh or you caught it before the show, but Tommy uh, Pham was dealing with an injury. Uh, he was in the original lineup, and now he's out. So there's no Tommy Pham in that Tampa lineup. So uh, it does look particularly weak, and there's plenty of Ks in there, too, if you stretch it out for the last two years. We're looking at 26.5% collectively as far as uh, K percentage versus lefties. Uh, Adamas at 32%. Zanino, we know he strikes at a ton of 37% at the bottom of the lineup. Meadows at 27 left on left. Uh, obviously, RRC, another guy that was dealing with an injury, wasn't really sure if he's going to play. He's giving it a go. Certainly, he can bang one over the monster, but also a big number as far as K percentage. 
Uh, Price is kind of sort of somewhat interesting as well. He's in the mix for me. Not sure if I'm going to get there. Certainly not for my cash game, just because it doesn't make sense with a cash game built. Um, anybody else that's kind of worth the – did you have a thought as far as Gallon against Minnesota? Like, are you, you with me that he's interesting? I like the ownership. I like the talent. Uh, very talented young pitcher. Um, so – the ballpark helps, like you said. We're, we're they're losing Nelson Cruz, um, so I, I think there's there's reasons to take shots on him today. I don't hate it. Like, I wish he was a little bit cheaper. Like, if he was, you know, seven one, maybe his ownership would be a little bit higher. But eight one, I don't mind paying up to be a little contrarian. And with his ownership so low and Canning so high, like you know, I don't mind taking shots on these guys. I'm gonna have Canning. Uh, let me just make that clear. I'm gonna have plenty of exposure to Canning. Canning's the better play on FanDuel. Lopez is 9-2 on FanDuel, and, and Canning's a lot cheaper than that. So just wanted to go out. and I, I see chat talking about it. I wanted to make that clear really quick. So on FanDuel, yeah, there's no reason to – like, if you're going to pay up for a Lopez, he's going to be really low-owned. Like, you know, if I was playing multi-teams on FanDuel, maybe I'd take a shot on Lopez over there. But, yeah, I, just so you guys know, like, I was talking more DraftKings to pivot as an SP2. Yeah, and as far as Gallon, the big hiccup, of course, is the walks have been rough so far this year, 12% walk rate, and this is a pretty patient Minnesota team, despite the fact, you know, they're going to, you know, lose their DH and it's a negative ballpark shift. They don't strike out a ton either, but Snow's in there, which is nice. That looks like a couple of Ks. And it's also a bunch of dudes that have never seen never seen Gallon before. I can't imagine basically any of these guys have faced them, maybe the minor leagues or something like that that cross pass, but uh, doesn't, a, lot of, a lot of bets on this Minnesota side. Um, as far as Smiley, I see they're talking about Smiley in chat, and he finally had a nice game last time out. Good for him. Uh, you know, facing San Francisco, not a great ballpark, not protected by uh, – is that that's a revenge game too? Didn't Smiley pitch for San Francisco? Was that earlier this year? Happened at some point. So he's been around. Um, no, he's, he's, he's made it around quite a bit. Does he do anything for you? I think he's a little interesting. Um, just the fact that, like, he does strike people out. There's a good umpire behind the plate. I'm going to have San Francisco stacks today. Like, I, I like San Francisco. We're going to talk about those bats when we get there. I like the San Francisco bats, but they do strike out. Like, Tyler Austin, one of my favorite plays on the slate, has like a 30-plus percent strikeout rate. So there's plenty of strikeouts here for Smiley. It's just if, if they start making contact on Smiley, it, it's not going to be pretty for Drew Smiley. So it, it really just depends on, like, you know, variance. And is he on the right side of variance? Is he on the right side of Babbitt today or not? But – I liked him a lot more, Dean, until I saw the 19% ownership. Yeah, that's a big number for a guy that's really, really volatile. And, of course, he's cheap. Uh, I understand, you know, living in the world of a salary cap, I understand that's one of the reasons why people are playing him. But, of course, San Francisco, not this, like, most daunting of lineups. Uh, Austin, by the way, back in seventh. Uh, kind of buried a little bit there. And your boy, is Green still your boy? I know you like Green, one of our, one of our previous shows. You yeah, I, I like Green. I like Austin. I like a lot of those Giants bats. I even like Buster Posey today. It's hard for me to say. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's a, you know, what, at one point he used to be able to match lefties. Listen, I have a Buster Posey bobblehead like right there um, on my on my shelf because he helped me win a FanDuel Playboy Championship tournament. So, um, or seat. So, the guy that stands out to me like that nobody's really talking about today is Ariel Gerardo. Um, I know it's super hot in Texas, and like the the downside is negative fifteen points for him here. Mm -hmm. But he's not a guy that typically gets rocked. And when we're looking at, like, ownership in this range, he's getting zero. Like, he's 5.7K facing a Seattle offense that's just terrible. Like, they're they're really, really bad. You know, get me 10 to 15 points, right? 
So you you accumulate points uh, by strikes by strikeouts, right? And he doesn't strike anybody out, which is kind of my problem. But the Seattle team does strike out, so what? <laughs> something's got to give. It's like, uh, yeah, well, what is it? The immovable object versus the unstoppable force. What's the opposite of that? That's kind of what this is. A team <laughs> that strikes out a lot versus a pitcher who can't strike anybody out. Uh, this season is is K percentage, or is this this season or the last two? I didn't see if I stretched it out. The last two seasons, twelve point five percent versus lefties. 15% versus righties. But the Seattle team is giving you, what, 27.9% Ks. It's got a backload of Murphy at 40%. Keon Broxton's in there. That dude strikes out a ton at 37%. You got Santana in there for now. He's another guy, by the way, on trade watch. He's on hug watch. Santana might uh, – he's probably not going to be on this team in two days. Um, Vogelbach's also going to take him yard. Like, that's happening. You know, hashtag, you know, a, a team Vogelbach, that's happening for sure. <laughs> the CEO of Team Girth, Vogelbach's definitely going to take him yard. I, so it's funny. So he's a pivot off of a, you know, good old Joe Musgrove, who's still too cheap in theory, at least I'm told he's too cheap, but he's also another guy that doesn't strike anybody out. He's supposed to be a better real life pitcher. Is Musgrove somebody you're considering? I assume he's also kind of sort of somewhat chalky as far as the cheapies today. Honestly, I'm probably not going under Lopez much. Um, and if I do, I'm going to take one of these guys that have no ownership because they're all risky. And I'm not. I'm not going to take a 19% owned Joe Musgrove against Cincinnati in Cincinnati. Um, yeah, I don't think he's a bad play. There's a reason that he has 19% ownership. He's 5.1k facing a team that is okay. I think is the best way to say Cincinnati. Like they're not great. They're not bad. The ballpark is fantastic for hitters, but um, it's just more of the more along those lines, Dean, of like we we're we're looking at ownership in tournaments and if these guys are going to be 20 percent owned down here like give me a one percent owned guy that you know can get me 10 to 15 and hopefully those other guys get like blown up like you know but i'm I'm honestly probably not going under renardo lopez too much here yeah i'm taking a peek here as far as ownership and like i was going to say who's more likely to weasel their way to like 12 to 15 points and uh amongst gerardo uh and, and musgrove but it's i think it's musgrove but like you say if you're playing the ownership game uh, Musgrove could certainly go negative, and Gerardo can certainly get 10, which is fine uh, as long as your bats take care of it. He's projected around 1% or so, where Musgrove is projected around 20%. So I, I hear you. Uh, I, I just don't know how necessary it is is kind of my response to that. Not only how necessary Musgrove is, because there's some cheap hitters too. There's a lot of expensive bats going to pay up for, but uh, especially in the outfield, like a fantasy draft and on DK, there's some funky prices where guys just seem – did you notice that today? Like just, just seem too cheap. Yeah, I did the salary tags today, and today there was a lot more salary tags than I usually have. So I had to go back and actually take some people off uh, because I had too many. So there's there's plenty of value today. All right, summarize the arms before we uh, move on the bats. I think we're we're kind of in agreement. Like Verlander, Morton, Bieber are all you know guys that you typically trust, but they all have really tougher like tough matchups like. So it's a day maybe to kind of save some money on Syndergaard, Odorizzi, David Price, Canning, Lopez, um, and load up on bats. It's just There's so many. Like, when we start talking about bats, like, we only have 30 minutes left, and we're not going to have enough time to get through all the bats today. Uh, as far as the K props today, I was going to ask, if you have to pick one of those three, say you're picking one of, not, not Syndergaard, but one of Verlander, uh, Morton, uh, and Beebs, who do you got? It's Verlander, right? Like, that that's the guy. Like, if you're going to pay up for a pitcher on the slate, it's Verlander. Like, you just take the 
he's probably going to give up one or two home runs, but he also is probably going to strike out eight plus guys. So like you just take that. And if you're going to spend up for one of these guys. All right. Uh, is there a hitter or a team that you want to talk about? Like overall, before we break it down position by position, I believe you were on the Yankees, correct? Yeah. I love the Yankees today. Like the pricing on the Yankees make them very stackable on you know pretty much every site. There's just, it's a great spot for them against stink Clark. Um, <laughs> It's just a, it's a great spot to get off course, and you know when we start digging into the ownership and like team ownership, like you know Coors is the the highest with the Dodgers, but outside of that, like we're not seeing a ton. Like I'm looking at team ownership around four percent for the Yankees, like that's not too low or too high on a on a 14 game slate, but it's low enough that I think that we just load up on the Yankees today and call it a day. But there's a there's like I'm playing five teams. I'm rolling out like three different stacks and a couple mixed stacks, but um, there's plenty of offense today on the slate. I'm curious what people do with these lefty Dodgers. Like that, I'm not saying you shouldn't play them, but like a lot of times people just afraid of lefty on lefty Freeland there. And we don't even have a Dodgers lineup just, just, just yet. And that could be goofy too. We might see, we might see Tyler white who was just a disaster on Houston, but uh, the Dodgers picked him up and there's a chance he plays this game or at least starts this game. He probably gets the hook, but he is fairly cheap. Uh, we don't have a lineup just yet for the LA side, but I'm definitely intrigued. And by the way, spoiler alert, one of the aforementioned guys, they're projecting AJ uh, Pollock to lead off, and he's just ridiculously too cheap. Uh, he's going to be chalky for sure. All right, uh, catchers, who do you have for me? Yeah, we talked about Buster Posey already. Um, you know, I, I like I like the Giants a lot. Drew Smiley's a guy, if they start making contact, we, we know the power is not there for Posey anymore, but we also know he doesn't walk and he doesn't strike out. Like he's going to put the ball in play in this game. And it's just going to depend on how, how that kind of, um, you know, turns up to be. So I like Posey. I think Yasmani Grandal might be kind of an afterthought today, but the price tag on a lot of these um, brewers are really cheap, um, you know, for a you know, potential team to look at. Brian McCann, uh, another guy. Dean, you know, I'm all about the cheap catchers. But I, I like this, you know, 3-7 to 3-9 range on DK today. Grandal, McCann, Posey, all those guys I think are fantastic. If you want to save some money, Danny Jansen against Montgomery's 2.7K. Montgomery stinks. Um, so I don't mind going to Jansen. I have Jansen in cash right now. Uh, but I, I do like that, you know, kind of paying up a little bit more today. By the way, I just saw Mike Leake's name. I also I saw, uh, was it a beat writer or somebody earlier today tweeted out basically there's a 50-50 shot and he gets traded or doesn't play today for what it's worth. But did you catch that by chance as far as Leak? No. So just kind of sort of keep your eye on that situation. Not that you're rostering Leak, but uh, maybe it might become like a bullpen game for Seattle. Who knows? <laughs> Even better. I don't know. I mean, whatever. Even better for Texas. Load up the bullpen. That Seattle bullpen stinks. Hey, uh, Sharpside app, you, you have any winners? Who's going to outright win tonight? My brother, he's in the Bahamas, and he just texted me. He's like, hey, who, give me some winners tonight. He's at the book, apparently. Lay the juice. The Yankees are going to crush. Yeah, I don't even care what it is. I didn't, I haven't looked at I haven't looked at it, but Yankees. They are currently, uh, according to the Rotor Grinders page, minus two twenty five. They have a team total right around seven against Taylor Clark, who, like you said, it's been an. I bet the over game. on the t- their the game, and I take the Yankees. Yeah, I I like the Yankees too. How about the run line? It, That's always fun to sweat out, isn't it? Yeah, tell him tell him if he wants an underdog to bet the Giants. All right. Tyler Beatty, here it is. Uh, that game, by the way, Smiley. 10 and a half, 10 and a half total in that game, and it's 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 projected to be hot. Uh, I took a peek at Weather Edge. I'm not sure if the sample size is big enough, but it is popping for what it's worth. 
on uh, Ross Weather Edge and suggesting that it's a great environment for homers and for runs and not so much for your ERA. Uh, anything else that's worth the, uh, worth to say here as far as catcher or shall we want to talk about first baseman? Yeah, I don't. Those are the guys that I'm playing at catcher. I don't think I have the Yankees catcher maybe in a stack, but yeah. Big Ishioka. Uh, you didn't want to take a stab at that one. <laughs> it's a fun name to say. Listen, um, my, my, my name's getting better. <laughs> no. It's, uh, okay, first base. What do you have for me? Because uh, there's, a, <laughs> there's a plethora of options as far as I can tell. Yeah, a ton of options. You know, E5 and Freeman at the top are the two top plays for me, depending on, like, which way you want to go. I don't, I don't think it's a bad answer on either one. Um, maybe... <clears throat> Maybe you take Freeman, but uh, I like E5. Freeman's on the road, so you're guaranteed that ninth inning. So maybe you take Freeman just because of that. But I think I'm going to take E5 right now, like in my cash lineup, I have E5. But I like both of those guys if I'm paying up. Um, I don't mind Vogelbach. We talked about him potentially hitting a home run today. Tyler Austin, you know, we'll talk about him when we get there. Tyler White. Dean, the guy that really stands out to me, if we want to save some money, um ryan o'hearn 2.8k sean reed foley on the mound doesn't get a lot of strikeouts o'hearn had a 300 plus iso when he got sent down to triple a kind of got his stuff figured out 2.8k for a guy that has some home run upside um is kind of interesting here when we're not really sacrificing a lot of power but first base is a loaded position today so if i'm playing o'hearn it would probably be on like one of my five teams so i i think it's interesting yeah, it is. I, I'm a little bit concerned that O'Hearn might be like a quad A guy. You know, he crushes triple A, but he can't play in the majors, that kind of thing. Yeah, but when he got called up last year, he was crushing, so. Uh, maybe I just played him at the wrong times. I don't know. It's one of those things where I just have like a. If you played him at all at the beginning of the season, you probably have a bad taste in your mouth like yes. me. <laughs> the only guy I dislike more than O'Hearn is, Luca, is Lucas Duda. First base for Kansas City this season has been an absolute disaster. Uh, of course, you know, Vogelbach versus Serrato in, in that uh, weather there. And Texas is nice. You mentioned Freeman on the road against Washington. And, you know, decent chance at getting five ABs. Not just that, probably two or three against a terrible bullpen, too. Uh, Washington, one of the worst bullpens in all of baseball. Ten and a half is the total in that game. And, of course, we know Washington's kind of a sneaky, positive place for hitting baseballs. Uh, Reese Hoskins against BD. I'm good with that with the Heat. No issues there. Uh, and you mentioned that you have Encarnacion over Voight. You're picking a Yankees first baseman? Yes. Voight would be a lot lower owned. Yeah. On fantasy draft, but Void will be a lot lower on. What are you doing at second, the old Keystone position? Are we saving salary here or are you spending up? We're saving some money on second base today, Dean. Um, we're looking at like guys like Wilmer Flores, Scooter Jeanette. Um, I hate the zero from Robbie Cano, so I'd rather play Flores. Um, but like, there's some cheap second basements. Adam Frazier, 3.9K, ballpark upgrade against Tanner Rorick. Um, I don't think Muncie's in the lineup. People are saying that Muncie's not in the lineup. I'm guessing that lineup's out now. Um, so, okay, I haven't seen it. I haven't, yet, but I haven't seen it yet, but um, yeah, like I, if I'm paying up, there's just not a ton of pay up options today, right? Like maybe Danny Santana's the pay up option today, but like he's going to be really low owned at that price tag. Odor's <clears throat> 4.1. There's just so many cheap options. Albie's batting second against Fed, like. Second base is is a position that you can save some money today and, you know, a position that I had to go back. And, like, even Garcia batting leadoff against Adam Wainwright. Like, we can keep going on these cheap second basements. Second's kind of loaded for second base. I would say the best bend-up option for me is Cattell Marte on the road there in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Half sets of issues with yielding homers to righties. 
uh, switch hitter Marte. I know you prefer the lefties in New York just because, you know, the, the short courts there in left field, but still uh, don't mind him at all if you have the salary. Um, and I, I agree with Kondo. And people that like buying the hot streaks and like, you know, and I understand, like, you can't, I, I always say like, you can't tell when the hot streak's going to start and stop. Well, he was cold. He hit three home runs and he was cold again. So how do you, what do you do with that? <laughs> what happened there? I don't know what you do with Cano, but he is super cheap against your boy Lopez. Uh, positive ballpark jump, obviously. Uh, Odor against Leak, I'm in on that. I think it's probably a better play on Fandle than he is on DK and on Fantasy Draft. You don't obviously have to play a second baseman on Fantasy Draft. DK, the price is okay, but, you know, not great. Danny Santana has been awesome, but he is expensive. Uh, no issues with that as far as tournaments. And you mentioned Garcia there for uh, the Cubbies leading off. As far as the Dodger lineup, it's Pollock, Seager, Turner, Bellinger, Tyler White. There he is. He, Tyler White plays over under seven and a half innings tonight. Under. <laughs> First chance they can have that Jock Peterson can hit for him against the righty or Verdugo. Like, there's two prime left-handed bats sitting mm-hmm. on the bench. So, as, as soon as a right-handed bat comes or pitcher comes in, I think White's getting pinch hit for. Same thing with uh, Christopher Negron. Is he also going to get the hook potentially? He's more of a middle infielder, though, right? Uh, I mean, there's no – they're without uh, a couple well, guys. Se- yeah, Seager's in the lineup too, right? Didn't you say he's batting second? Seager's in the lineup. Kiki's hurt. Taylor's hurt. So they are thin for what it's worth. I mean, obviously they call dudes up. But, um, yeah, uh, the, the one – the most likely guy, if we're going to have a draft to see who's most likely to get pinch hit for tonight, the winner is Tyler White, correct? Yes. Yeah. But he could also, like in theory, I, I, I guess he must crush batting practice or something. He doesn't do it in games. So not for Houston. He's got some power. He's also on hashtag, t- hashtag t- uh, Team Girth. Maybe he bangs one out before he gets the hook. Uh, anybody else at second, or shall we jump to third base? I think we gave out plenty of options at second base. There's, there's a ton of them today. All right, hot corner, third base. You got uh, Nolan Arenado, of course, in, uh, in course field against Julio Arias. And now the tricky part here is, of course, is like people go crazy for Arenado at home versus a lefty, which is a thing. But he may only fate or face Arias once, for what it's worth, because Arias is like a guy that's going to pitch basically three innings. Uh, and then Leprechaun on the other side is pretty reasonable, too. Are we spending up a third or got somebody in the mid-tier? Where are we at? We're spending up, Dean. Uh, Turner and Arenado, top two options at third base, not close. Um, I don't love course today. I'm not going to play a lot of course today, but I am going to play these two guys. These two guys make a ton of sense. Um, no reason not to be looking at these two guys. I like Arenado a little bit more than I like Turner, but Turner is is certainly there if you can afford him. The $400 actually made my lineup work a little bit more than I thought it would. But, it, you know, it was just one of those things where I had Turner. I needed 300 bucks, so I went down there in auto. Um, so, I like those two guys. I like Colin Moran if you want to save some money. I like Pittsburgh. Um, I'm going to keep mentioning a bunch of these Pittsburgh bats. I like Pittsburgh quite a bit um, against Rorick. You know, I, I think – Lefties, right? I have Devers at probably 1%, 2% ownership. He's one of the hottest hitters in baseball in the second half of the season. It's a tough matchup against Morton, don't get me wrong. But this guy is hitting everything right now. So batting second against Morton with, with Turner and Arenado up here in this range, you're going to just have really, really, really low ownership on him tonight. Uh, for me, if you're not spending up at one of the dudes in, in course, and I'm with you, uh, ideally I want Arenado or Turner. Uh, I think it's probably in the mid-tier, uh, you know, in Texas, either Seager or Cabrera. I'm okay with those guys. Uh, otherwise, Zach that- Green, man. Don't forget Zach Green, 3.1K. Oh, why is he batting eighth? That's okay. You play Austin and Green together, and you get a little two-man at the bottom of the lineup. I don't want to do that. I don't want to play guys batting seventh and eighth. Hey, listen, you can play Travis Shaw if he's in the lineup at 2.2K. 
It's funny. I was going to mention that. Is he still overpriced? Because he's just, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. But like 2.2K, I think he's 3.9 on fantasy drafts. You know, it's obviously a negative ballpark shift, but like he is super cheap. And in theory, like he was once pretty good. Not really sure what happened to him. Uh, shortstop, I got story against a lefty, at least for the start of the game. Is that where we're spending up once again? Actually, I want to save some money at shortstop. I'm not going to argue anybody playing Trevor Story. I think he's a great play. I think DD is a great play. If you want to pay up, those are the two guys you potentially pay up for. But Bo Bichette, man, um, very free-swinging young kid with a lot of raw power. Um, he's going to be like Vlad. He, it's going to take some time for him, Vigio, and Vlad to kind of you know adjust and you know get ready for like Major League Baseball in general. But he's 3.7K. He's batting leadoff against Mike Montgomery, one of the worst pitchers on the slate. I, I think that, you know, I get my ninth inning, um, and we're probably going to get five at-bats here for Bo Bichette. You, did you see Dante Bichette so happy yesterday when uh, Bo got his first hit? Like, it's what it's all about, man. But honestly, I, I like him a lot. This He has a ton of power. And, you know, we're, we didn't really talk about Vlad. Vlad's in play as well at third base, like, you can look at some of these Toronto bats. They're they're free swinging young kids, and they're pay, facing a pitcher that just doesn't really strike anybody out. Yeah, I mean, Kansas City traded for Mike Montgomery not because he's good, just to save money. Uh, you know, yeah. In the, in the, yeah, it wasn't like because Montgomery is a good player. Uh, and by the way, you want a fun fact? You want a ridiculous narrative? I have one for you. Uh, Bo Bichette is okay. named Bo, Bo Bichette's name. No, Bo Bichette. Why is he named Bo Bichette? Because he's named after Bo Jackson. He used to play for Kansas City Royals. <laughs> boom let's go but um somebody in chat uh, reminded me that dd is 3.3k on Fanduel. like he's your shortstop for cash games over there yeah he got a big hike on fantasy draft and on, and on dk he used to be a lot cheaper oh by the way speaking of Fanduel, you know how much boba shed is over there two two i know how much he is he's in my lineup too yeah he's really really cheap I have, a, I have a yankees blue jays stack on Fanduel right now i like it a lot you got Vladdy, you got Bichette, and you might have Biggio. No, Gary L, man. Gary L against Lefty. Is he expensive over there? It's kind of uh, three point seven, not bad. That's okay. Um, all right, let's uh oh, let's jump to the outfield, Stevie. The outfield is loaded, and it's loaded with guys that are um a lot of guys are too cheap, right? Like, uh, there's a whole bunch. I'm, I'm I assume we have the same thing, and I can go ahead and just you know fire up the lineup HQ. I imagine you have as far as your salary savers, but. It, I talked about Pollock before being too cheap, uh, just an egregious price. Uh, on, he's kind of cheap on Fandle. He's fine there. But on fan and on DK, it's just ridiculous. Uh, but give me your favorite plays in the outfield. Judge is too cheap. Chew is too cheap. Soto's too cheap. Um, all the Texas lefties are too cheap, um, to be honest, in that matchup with the, with the heat is the way it is. Um, you mentioned Pollock. There's there's a lot of cheap ones. Um, I don't mind Bryce Harper against BD with with that uh, heat there as well. So all the Yankees, like Judge 4.8K. Like I, I know, you know, Aaron Judge is a guy that we're willing to pay like 5.5K, but that, that makes a difference. Like that $700 makes a difference against a guy. Taylor Clark struggles with home runs going into Yankee Stadium against a team with a ton of power. Like, there is a legit chance the Yankees hit five-plus home runs in this game. So, like, we're, we're looking at a pitcher that has a home run per nine at, like, 2.1 and 2.3 against lefties and righties. Like, good luck today, Taylor Clark. You're probably not making it out of the third or fourth inning. Yeah. Uh, Juan Soto, too cheap against Tehran. Tehran historically has issues versus lefties. Historically, not good at holding on runners. Uh, 
it's funny. I was, I just, I always got a glance at BBP and I was curious. Soto has a uh, four official plate appearances against Tehran three actual, oh, I'm sorry, walked one. So three official plate appearances, one hit and three stolen bases. So like he can, he can only be on base, base so many times. Basically uh, if Soto has been on base against Tehran in the past, he's gone. Uh, and that's another reason why you like Trey Turner too. Like Trey Turner doesn't really stick out, but if you're going to stack up Washington, I can see the old uh, double play for both those guys, Turner and Soto. Uh, Otani, isn't Otani too cheap today? We haven't really, we talked about the Angels, we kind of get to him in the outfield. Uh, as far as Ben, uh, Verhagen does not look like he's major league ready. He's only in there to be a punching bag. Detroit, you know, the Tigers is kind of playing out the string, but he's not a major league quality pitcher. And, you know, Otani is just too cheap. 9-2 uh, on fans draft. I think he's like, is he 4-5 or, or something on DK? He's too cheap as well. It's still too cheap, whatever it is. And like Mike Trout's good. He's still playing, right? He's good at baseball. We kind of just sort of mentioned him in passing. Uh, it's really hard to sort of uh, figure out who want to play in the outfield. But as far as cash games, you have to play Pollock, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's see. Like, I, I, again, I'm not playing a ton of cores, but it, it's hard not to play Pollock and Arenado Turner, like, you know, that combo. Uh, 14 is the total. You said you don't love cores. You like the other in that game? <laughs> Probably not. I don't ever. <laughs> it's just, it's a weird game to me. Like, it's just not a game that, like, I love. Yeah, I, I'm conflicted in cores as well, too. I don't really know what to do there, but I'm definitely, I'm always concerned about, you know, with the expert survey question, it's like, what do you most uh, fear, like, having less than the field? Like, cores, it's always daunting to have less cores than everybody else. That's kind of later, too. So, like, whatever you're currently winning is, is probably going to drift uh, in the negative. All right. Let's take a peek as far as what's going down on the lineup HQ, Stevie. We'll, we'll see what your tags are. Let's, uh, let's see what you gave the people as far as your savings. Well, yeah, we like Griffin Cannon. You, you think Ronaldo Lopez is a nice salary saver as far as the hitters. We'll jump back to pitching in a second. Basically, all the names you kind of ran down. Do you have this in front of you just to kind of check yourself, or it's just uh, off the dome, basically, at this point? I have it up now. I just pulled it up. Like Justin Upton was a guy we didn't really mention. He's 3.6K. I think that's really cheap for Upton with his upside. Um, yeah. Pretty much All right. right. Let's, what do we have as far as uh, – let's jump off these core plays. Let's see what Cheese has as far as his core pitchers. He's just got Griffin Canning. That's his core pitcher. That's it. Both of you guys are on it just because of the price and the matchup, obviously. Uh, all right. Well, I didn't go. write Canning up today because he had already written him up. So I wrote up uh, Lopez and um, Odorizzi. Uh, Cindergaard and Lopez, extreme hitters umpire. You did kind of reference that before. The only extreme pitchers umpire that we have as of right now is Smiley versus Beatty. Uh, let's see. As far as the K props, I think Berlander was the top. Yeah, Berlander's got eight and a half. Cindergaard, seven and a half. Uh, Price, Canning, Beebs. Any Is there any one of these that kind of jumps out to you? Like you'll take the over the under on? Pick any guy. Oda Breezy, five and a half. Sure. Not to, I'm not trying to force it on you. <laughs> no, it's probably I was just pulling it up to see if there was one that like stood out to me. Um give me I take the over on Lopez. What are we looking at? Lopez five and a half versus the Mets? I'd take the over. I'm okay with that. Uh yeah, cheese, of course, is a score pitcher's got Griffin Canning, cash game pool. Uh, Noto's got the David Price in his cash game pool along with that lineup is terrible. Like, I, I the more I think about it, the more I like David Price. That lineup is really, really bad. What is the total on price? Maybe that's a good over bet, huh? What's that six and a half? Six and minus 134. The juice is, I, I think he gets seven strikeouts today. 
but you got to lay some juice. Uh, as far as the hitters today, and again, feel free to start loading up some questions there in chat. We'll knock out as many questions as possible. If you guys are on the old YouTube, like, subscribe. We'll answer as many questions as we can before we step aside and get away for uh, make way for crunch time, which is the aforementioned cheese is good, along with JSU. And Roth will tell you what's going down as far as the weather today. Is that uh... – oh, Vogelbach is the highest plate IQ premium score, by the way. Look at that. Uh, that's Shot not by him. weight. That's just based upon how many fantasy points it's going to put. Nah, it's by weight. <laughs> it's by distance of home runs. Hold on a second. Buster Posey's the third guy. This might be broke. <laughs> that can't be correct. Drew Smiley stinks, and it makes a lot of sense because there's going to be contact in that game. Posey doesn't strike out, doesn't walk, and Smiley stinks. We got Big T in the chat says he absolutely loves Tampa. How do you love Tampa today? How? I get it. I, I Man, like, when Price is bad, he's bad, but, like, this lineup, like, what do you like about Tampa? Like, Oh. You know, Matt Duffy's back. Darno is – you worry about Darno, but, like, you know, Nate Lowe has decent numbers against lefties, but he's a lefty-lefty. Like, Price is dominant against lefties. Like, Austin Meadows, lefty-lefty. You know, there's, th- what, four guys with – five guys with strikeout rates over 30% against lefties this year? I love Big T, but I think that's a terrible – I mean, there's 2018. Every time I tell him his takes are terrible, that guy gets rocked. So, Big T, power <laughs> T, buddy. He's – He's definitely taking some victory laps on me of late. So what do I know? I'm just some schmuck behind a mic. Uh, all right. Again, questions are starting to load up now. Give me your favorite stacks. Who's going to bang out some homers? Give me three guys. Uh, favorite stack is the Yankees. Favorite under-owned stack is Pittsburgh. Uh, give me Judge, um, Colin Moran, and Bo Bichette to hit home runs tonight. Uh, first question I see is, uh, am I wearing matching sweatpants? I'm actually I'm wearing a Tommy John. Uh, pants they're awesome i thoroughly oh, they're so comfortable oh i have like 10 of them I have like, sweaters i have my hats i i double down on the uh on like i have the same color so people probably think i'm wearing the same thing but like i actually have a washing machine and i just because they only have up for so many colors and i'm like i want more of those uh tommy john it's great good stuff uh all right let's knock out some real baseball related questions how about a giant stack now some of these questions are probably from earlier we kind of covered it but let's reiterate uh how do you feel stevie how do you feel about a giant stack in tournaments one of my five stacks is a Giants stack. I like Giants a lot today. So here's the, yeah, this is a tricky question about the Giants. They are cheap, right? Which means you can all of a sudden pay up for pitching. And the question is, well, do you pay up uh, you have the Giants with, with Verlander and Syndergaard? And, like you can play the Giants with Verlander and Syndergaard. You can get that double barrel. I just don't love the double barrel today. Like it's something I'll, you know, I'll look into after the show. But I don't know how much I need it. Well, what's your thoughts on that? Because if you have the San Fran uh, stack, you can get to some, some heavy hitter pitchers if you want them. Or you can just get some of the top end bats um, as one offs. Like my my stack has two of the best one offs on the slate in my opinion, or two of the best hitters on in, on the slate, and it has Odorizzi and Canning. So I'm I'm paying up to get my bats even with my San Francisco stack. You see, he was back in our lives today, Yosemite Tomas. They're asking about Yosemite Tomas and Yankee Stadium, and I presume he's DHing because he's also uh, you got to make yourself a team girth lineup. Uh, Vogelbach. Uh, Tyler White and Yasmani Tomas somehow. I assume he's still – we haven't seen him in a while. I don't know if he's thinned down or not. I assume he's uh, got some got some girth these days. Uh, and I guess he's going to stick around because, you know, he's DHing him, I'm, I'm assuming. Any interest in Yasmani? Um, Hap has been terrible against righties this year. So, if you want to play any of the righties from Arizona, I don't hate it. Um, I think there's better options today. But I'm not going to tell you not to play Tomas. Um I haven't dug into what Tomas was doing at AAA before they recalled him on Friday. 
I don't know, but I, I'm curious now. Somebody find that in the chat. Uh, I'm going to look it up now. All right. I'll stop typing because I was look as well, too. Um, all right. Trout for tournament? Of course, right? Yeah. 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 Every day. Absolutely. Face them. Doesn't matter. Every day. Uh, thoughts as far as Odorizzi on Fandle? You said that's your favorite pitch. Oh, no. It's Odorizzi or, or uh, you like Canning more, right? Both of those two guys. I'm playing currently playing Odorizzi just because he's a little bit lower owned. And Yasmani Tamas has 29 home runs in 98 games in AAA with a 297 ISO. Of course he does. <laughs> saying yeah. I, I was gonna look it up you know the, the you home run 29 power. correct what's that the 29 yep 20 29 home runs 119 hits so not bad i'm pulling up the uh, lineup hq i want to give it a refresh as far as the ownership because there's a lot of questions about sam fran and uh i did not anticipate that now do you like you like sam fran as well too let's see what the team ownership is where is sam fran as far as the team ownership today like third or fourth 4%. or something what number Four percent. Oh, okay. So they're not going to be very popular. It's just an anomaly here. Uh, yeah, question: of Guys are over like ten percent. They're all under ten percent. Um, like Posey and Austin have it bumped up. They're the reasons like that. It's a little bit higher, but they're just so cheap that that's one of the reasons. Okay, this is why I can't stack San Fran. Like this is the question: Pilar or Crawford in a San Francisco stack? Like I just can't play those guys. Maybe I'm stubborn. Pilar, don't play Crawford in a lefty. Look, Crawford is decent against lefties, but play Pilar. Uh, all right. It's easy to make, Dean. Don't make it harder than it, than it is. On FanDuel, you buy in the Rojas hype. He's 2.9K. Is that Miguel Rojas? He's terrible. No, you pay $400 more for Didi Gregorius um, against a bad righty in, in Yankee Stadium. There can't be Miguel Rojas you, hype, is there? Like, that's or, not or you go down to Bo Bichette, who's 2.2K. Like, there, no. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Uh yeah, Miguel Rojas is that's their app. I thought there's another Rojas that wasn't aware. I think he's he had his he's had a couple homers over late, but I believe he has three of the career. Uh are these glasses custom Versace? They're not. I don't recall where I got them from. They're definitely not Versace. Uh I, I'm not that rich. I'm not living the Smith's life. Uh Soto versus Yes Grimsy. Come on, man. How do you not take Soto over Yes? You take Soto. Okay. Again, don't oversimplize the giant <laughs> stack. It's very easy to do. Okay, all these questions are Giants related. I don't know why. I guess is our YouTube stream Slater, only. Slater, Posey, Austin, Pilar, Green. I'll give you my five, man. <laughs> there you go. No so, more Giants questions. They're asking about Solano, the leadoff hitter. You're not on Solano. Good luck. Have fun. Nope. I, <laughs> I gave you my five, man, right there. Done. Uh, Grichik versus Galvis. I would say there's, again, not trying to make people paranoid, but Galvis seems like a guy who might get traded. Just throwing it out there. Not saying it's happening tonight. Not saying he's necessarily getting traded, but uh, you got Gritchick or you got Gallus? It's Gritchick. Yeah, for okay. me. Like, Montgomery's bad. Gritchick has power. Uh, now the YouTube chat just lost his mind. Dexter Fowler over under two and a half homers tonight. I mean, two, sure, but two and a half. Come on. YouTube chat started drinking. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> they are drunk. Uh, feel free to like and subscribe. Uh, yeah, I, I, are we on Dexter Fowler? I'm on a Dexter Fowler. I don't mind lefties against Musgrove, but I have five teams and I don't have any um, Fowler in there. Oh, he's facing Darvish. Darvish, even worse. Nope. Yeah, Darvish has been legit. Why did I think Musgrove? Uh, I don't know. Did he? He didn't. He didn't play for Cincinnati ever. I don't believe. I don't think so either. He's he's been around. You got a jack in a bag for me? Who's gonna bang one out and swipe a bag? Uh, it'd probably be Juan Soto, right? Like, wouldn't he be like, you know, the guy that we'd be looking at today? Like, we know he has stolen base upside. He has plenty of power. He'd be the guy, I think. That was my answer, too. You stole mine. 
Uh, Freeman, this is a twofer. Like Pollock too. Pollock's a guy that could run. That's a good one as well. But you, you know, you can only you only have to jog when you're banging it out over the fence. Uh, Freeman and Chu versus E5 and Desmond. <laughs> Freeman I like all those guys. Two. Freeman and Chu, E5, Desmond, probably Freeman and Chu. Uh, Edwin versus Freeman and Cash. I've been debating this one for the last three hours. That's uh, tough. I, I currently have Edwin in there, and I don't really plan on changing it, but I like both of them a lot. Somebody's asking about Cookie Rojas. Cookie Rojas, former uh, Marlins manager. Nice, nice poll there in the chat. Well done. Uh, not going to read about the Kareem uh, Hunt's brother. Uh, you got Hicks versus Trout in a tournament. Um, Trout? Yeah, I mean, I suppose if you're stacking the Yankees, I get Hicks, but like as a one-off, like Trout's the better play. Uh, Harper, question mark? I like Harper. We got to step aside, Steve. We got to get out of here. We got to make some uh, lineups ourselves. But uh, give me one more thing, one more nugget that, that that's going to kind of break the slate or something we, uh, for whatever reason, neglected. Um, we didn't really neglect it, but I just want to hammer home the velocity uptick for Renardo Lopez. I really like him today as a pivot off of canning for tournaments. And um, hopefully it's a day that he gets eight plus strikeouts and kind of cruises here. He's Stevie. I'm Dean. Stay tuned for crunch time. You got Roth with the weather. You got cheese. You got JSU. We're out of here. Enjoy your baseball tonight. We're out of here. Out.